gone, but not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Black Cast. Yeah. This is a very special Spider-Man Far From Home Whoa. episode of the Black Cast. A little tonal change Woo. there. Yeah. You know, just to you know, know a little music. music the they call that a, uh, a key change. That was a little key change. Yeah. 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 I've been uh, changing keys that's for right. three. Oh, that's right. yeah, that's our new thing. Spider-Man. But I do have this this Spider-Man. week, but that's true. That That's true. That was our thing for like a minute there. That's so that that's everybody right. I forgot the... about the keys. Key uh, change. My keys are in my purse. All right. Well, you oh, your one. keys are in your Thank car. You. you locked them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you can do that anymore with with. Uh, if you have a car from 1998, yeah. Yeah. that doesn't have one of those doors. Or a non-fancy 2009 Sonic yeah. XD. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Zia was kind uh, enough yeah. to drive me home when I locked my keys in the car <laughs> right around the corner from here. I told Nick, and Nick was like, wait, how do you lock your keys in the car now? And I'm the like, The car's well, from 1998. It not only has a five CD changer in it, it has a tape deck. That's all right? amazing. Yeah. So clearly. Anyway, that's not what so, we're here to talk no. about today. So Christian doesn't use the five CD player. What he does is oh. he does the tape with the cord that comes <laughs> yeah. out to yeah. plug into so your that, hand. That, I had a Lexus. You remember my Lexus briefly? No. It was there at Westwood One until I got the uh, Scion. It was the same model as your car, but 10 years earlier. So the 88. Oh, wait. That had the pins in the there? Lexus ES in, in like the roof, basically. The pins. Yeah, the pins. I had. The pins. I had. Really? Yeah, it was a 92, though. Hey, See? Jeff, did you ever have a Lexus? <laughs> I couldn't afford the car, so I named my daughter Alexis. I got a very cheap Wait, which daughter school. is that? The ugly one. <laughs> is that all of them? Typical. Typical. So typical. Uh, we're here to talk about... We're here to celebrate Spider-Man, not yes. to bury him. We're here to talk about... He's Spider-Man alive. Far from home. Uh, Spoiler right, alert. He's right, alive. Right now. Yeah. Have you ever read Craven's Last Hunt? That's true. Some of us were worried about him uh, right around uh, part four of that story. We're like, oh no, is he dead? I'm reminded again now that you brought up comic books. I forgot to bring you back the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> And I forgot to read your Aquaman comics. Sitting so, there on my dresser. So totally fine. Yep. Every, everybody wins. <laughs> uh, you know what, we, uh, what we're all going to need to do soon, though? Uh, our friend Jeff Winstead gave me a trade paperback of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think Ooh. I talked about this. I'm going to read it. It's a good story. He's going to reread it, and I encourage everyone else to read it so we can do a whole show where we talk about it. Yes. Uh, because I've never read it, but I will... Uh, you know the spoilers, the major spoilers. Well, I've seen that one cover, so that that's pretty pretty In major. The second one, yeah. The, I think that's issue six. Which Superman gave? holding Supergirl. That's right. And she's uh, not breathing. And then there's the other one that gave birth to my favorite superhero of all time. Oh, yeah, Barry Allen. Favorite? Someone has you to love, leave. You, oh. love, you space. love Barry Allen, right? He's your. He's the real Flash. No, he's the real Flash, isn't you. he? What? I will kill you. Oh, is that but not true? It, it, it's just like how Wally I Wally West is the best Flash of all time, and everybody knows it. It's just like how I think Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man. That's fine. <laughs> Honestly, after Into the Spider-Verse, you can believe that, because that's such a great movie. Except you can't believe that. Yeah, okay. But he's not in this movie. No. Not even not even like in Homecoming, where there was where, where Childish Gambino was his uncle, <laughs> and like mentions him, yeah. you know, just trying to set but that up. But they're not in New York, so why would Miles be in this one? Because <laughs> he's into the Spider-Verse, sure. and he has a lot of Miles. Go ahead. I had a I had a hypothesis until we'll get into a spoilery version of this later. But they were like, "Oh, it's a multiverse." Now we all know that Mysterio is a bad guy. Everybody knows that. So everybody who yeah. knows Spider Man is waiting to find out how they unfold that story. I thought from the trailers like, "Oh shit, they're opening the multiverse." I was like, "You know, it'd be a fucking cool way to do it." The guy who plays Miles in the thing, like he could be live action later yeah. in the movies, and you say it's the same guy. Like you could do that. You that could do that. that. Amazing. Would cool. I would be amazing. I would like that. Turns but, out. Uh, multiverse, multiverse equals bullshit. He's Although bullshit. we do have a theory. For now. We yeah. have a theory. Well, for now. For we now. have a theory that uh, someone we know uh, also has. So uh, let's introduce everyone, uh, starting with the most <laughs> important, Jeff Ray on the end. 
I felt like you needed to pick me up yeah, today, you, bro. That really picked you yeah. up, too. That's Jeff. At, just like, at, you're talking to me? At Jeff DeRay on Twitter, where he's crushing it. Crushing it. Crushing it in his career on Twitter. Crushing it in his career on Instagram. Yeah. I can say that now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> for a little while, you've been able to say that. But... Actually, on his way to crush it in his career a little yes. bit later today, auditioning for the role of bench guy. Bench press guy. Bench, bench press, press guy. That's right. Yeah, because bench guy would be totally different. Why a bunch of, you'd be laying down in a parking bench bad at guy. sports yeah. sitting on the end of the bench. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's at Will Sterling underscore. That's me. Motivation report. I've, I see that it's returned. We're but, back, Christian. But I have, not, I have not listened to the We're new We're back, the and episodes. also it's going to be evolving into something new in the future, but I had to bring it back, and then I'm going to be slowly transitioning into something So different. you're going to bring it back to life so you can slowly kill it. That's awesome. That's well, it's just I'm going to keep the feed and just change the name. Okay. To motivated yeah. report. With the yeah. number eight. Yeah. Motivated. What is, what motivated report. That's my mo- podcast. Oh. That I've had for almost three years. But I was on a break from it for like six months. We okay. were on a break. I was going to say, I the feel podcast. like... Me and the podcast were on a break. But, you know, there's one that uh, I think Zia would enjoy. The one, I mean, look, they're all good. That's not what I mean. But there's Thanks. one to start with, which would be... Oh, Superman Relative Dimensions. Because who is the mysterious guest who shows up in a blue box in this radio drama? The Doctor. Yeah. The so Doctor it's Spider- shows up? Spider-Man and, and the Doctor. Created Spider-Man, sorry. Superman, that would be better. But Superman and the Doctor Superman, also. Superman, Doctor Who crossover audio drama. Yep. Yeah, like I, I fully so produced with sound effects and, and everything. Very, very. I'm quite proud of it. Actually, you should be because it it's great. Pretty well, yeah. Even Somebody though I'm not in it, even though I'm not in it, I, it's still great. Maybe know. It, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be as great if I was in it. I'll oh, admit that right now. Well, right, yeah. Right now that I know you're not in it, I'm you're gonna, definitely, definitely going to listen. So over time, yeah, I would like to make three of them. Yes, and this is news and breaking news here on the podcast. Okay, it's a sequel. Currently writing the second one slowly. I probably won't come out until like maybe next summer. Mm-hmm. I'm teasing a very important character about how all these things could happen okay. universally in terms sure. of dimension shifting and stuff. Okay. You referenced a character a long time ago, like a Beers at the Grove, I remember, and you made mm-hmm. a joke about who you wanted to play, and you're going to play that person. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's going to be a tease in the second one, and then the third one is going to be Can I guess one. right now, or do you want you me to not guess? You can guess right now. Is it someone that Superman is going to try to trick into saying his name? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> I'm very excited because I love that character. I only know that character from this, uh, the Super Friends. Yes, but he's very complicated, actually, and like a super important character. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. now I'm gone. Spoiled. You oh, said fuck off. Oh wait, no, you're the one. Uh, anyway, so that's all in the future. But uh, as we, uh, well, now we have uh, 51 oh, minutes wait, of time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've hogged all the time. Go. No, that's right. Well, no, we're gonna... I, I just had one really important question. Can we please get the Ninja Turtles in that dimensional shifting? <sighs> Yeah, maybe briefly, just like a real quick, like, you know, yeah. thing. we're never going to get to Spider-Man, but that's okay. Have you, uh, have, have, have any of you ever read? <laughs> I got to go right now, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> have right. any of you ever read the uh, actual, like, original black and white Ninja Turtle comics? No. No, no actually. Because I have As any, big a nerd Ninja yeah. Turtles fan as I am. Well, I've never. Read there's them. a real reason why because they were. I know you're right. <laughs> it's true. I, I'm a fucking you're, hack. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're like a fan of the cartoons and the Archie comics adaptation. That's where I started. started yeah, which, yeah. by the way, that's all I had ever read was the Archie comics adaptation of the cartoon series, and I saw the what? movies. But my friend Brad, Brad Morin, uh, who will be on an upcoming episode of the Blackcast, uh, for one of his podcasts, he wanted to talk about the turtles, and yeah. he gave me some very specific issue numbers. And you can get these things digitally now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I I read them for the first time, and. Yeah. I, 
and uh, look, reading number one, you're like, okay, I guess, yeah. sure, it's cool. It's but, like a shtick book. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, the art gets so much better as, as they, you know, they're just he's more still, comfortable. He's still doing it. Kevin Eastman's still drawing stuff. He's so. still doing it, mm-hmm. but but like Laird and he don't talk anymore, right? For the most part. Yeah. So, you know, they they probably both have to sign the same check, but they don't have to yeah. be in the same room to do it. That's but, right. you know, that check has more zeros than in this studio. Peter Laird, I don't think Peter Laird gives a fuck. Yeah. He's made so much money, he's yeah. gonna shit. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. So anyway, they're pretty amazing, actually. They're like like hardcore like ninja action, but it's yeah. supposed to it's supposed to be a parody of Daredevil. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because that's why they're the foot clan that's and right. not the hand. Yeah. But and the, it, the, and the their, chemicals their origin, that made him blind. Their origin is very specifically a, a parody of Daredevil, which I didn't know to that extent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and they're amazing. And I, I read these specific issues online, but it's like I wanted to read like all the ones in between. But uh so I'm just saying, I think we should all do that because they're available online. And OG you probably, Ninja Turtles. That's a good challenge. I will go buy trades because I want to read yeah, the physical ones. Right. Well, then those I think are colorized. I, I, oh, I, don't I saw where scans oh, I'm sure there's black from and black and white. And white. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah. I was impressed. Don't be some dick who needs to look at it in color. Like, God. <laughs> True. I have a dream for once? that one day just, I will be able to make a Ninja Turtle movie. By the same dream that same Martin Luther dream. King had. That's, That's the right. exact same That's dream right. he had. I have a dream. Little that'll boys make it and little girls will be playing with the action but figures from the be, film that I make. There will be a moment where they lose all their like <laughs> gear and they're like, just whatever, and yeah. they only have red fabric, and all four of them have to wear. They make red bandana. Oh, I see. I like it because you want to bring it back. Important. You want just bring... just as a thing, right? That'd yeah, be cool. just for just yeah. It can be for a sequence. So Spider Man into <laughs> yeah. into into. No, it's all right. You have a thing. It's I don't want to just because we're talking about Spider Man doesn't mean Jeff. You're not allowed to talk about something else. Uh, no, no. All I was gonna say, final thoughts on it is just that the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie is the best kids movie of all time. You should always show it to small children. It is, and I agree. And, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze is the greatest slumber party movie of all time. Hell when yeah. I get really drunk and people are like crashing, yes, I'm, I'm like, we're watching Ninja Turtles. You watch that, that, and don't, and don't sing along with Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah, you are not human. Um, we'll get ready with an oh boy. Uh, yes, it is the greatest sleepover movie. I believe that Jeffrey Epstein had it at his house. Oh boy. Okay, <laughs> great. Just wanted to get it in there. Yeah. Wanted to make sure that you distance yourself from it and then we move on. Okay, kids, want to play my own stuff? They finally released the score from John Duprez for the original <laughs> first Ninja Turtles live action movie. On vinyl, and I have it. Which, by the way, uh, so it was this like two years. Was yeah. it like two years ago? We went and we saw like a midnight screening yes. of that, which yeah. was great because I hadn't seen it since I'd seen it. Like yeah, the last like, time I'd seen it was on VHS. I was like really wow. going through yeah. the divorce, and I think yeah. I fell asleep for a portion of the movie. I think I might have too. I was too, so but tired. It was yeah. it was the perfect time to have fallen asleep. It was great. We definitely spooned. I woke you guys up, slept the same time. Raph slept. That's right in the yeah. bathtub. Yeah. Right, we were actually in the bathtub yeah. watching the movie. It was such a that weird. Let go of my arm, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally <laughs> so uh, now we have forty-seven <laughs> minutes with Will Sterling, yeah. and we transition, uh, which not the way that people usually mean that in this day and age. We talk about. Oh boy. Yep, there you go. He's now <laughs> Wilhelmina Sterling. <laughs> oh, girl. So, we, even he couldn't girl. help yeah. Girl. So, let's talk about Into the Spider-Verse. It's not the title of this one. No, not this at all. This one is called is... Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, Spider-Man on Vacation. Yes, it, it is indeed. It, it's uh, National Lampoon Spider-Man Vacation. Also, I just went real quick. I don't want to take another team. <laughs> Please do. Just drank this entire fucking green drink. Uh, one quart and 10.3 fluid ounces yeah. of green beverage. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because she's trying to turn so into bad. a Ninja Turtle. In 15 minutes. I yeah. you guys were Over under, about Ninja that's Turtle, turtle. juice. What, what do you, yeah. Wait, you hate the Ninja Turtles? No, I said you guys were talking 
talking about the Ninja Turtles. She's saying you want to turn into one. All right, look, you were drinking. You're like, that was your protest. It was like, the Ninja Turtles drive me to drink. So I didn't watch the movie. Spider-Man: Far From Home, what? very exciting, yeah, and uh, you know, I think that uh, we were waiting for it. It was a, it was a nice mood adjustment after uh, Endgame, which uh, I think we can contend was a was a good film, but. Yeah. It was nice to not follow that up with, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, whatever the... Ender the, game? Yeah, whatever the... M, yeah, the MCU. Games. If there's like an MCU version of, of like a Schindler's List or something, oh. I'm so glad that they didn't do that. <laughs> Just like a really list. sad movie? Yeah, it, would, it would definitely be Thanos' list because, you know, it's like, well, the, you know, yeah, half, but not these people yeah. because these are important. Yeah. Yeah, these, these are the people who we need to star in the first half of, of Endgame. So, Will, as the one who has to go, to go play bench soonest, yeah. I will start with you. You. Okay, uh, but it, believe me, it is not because you're my favorite. Quite Thanks. the opposite. But I'm okay. going. I, look, okay. I just want to. I think it's important to put our cards on the table. I mean, out of all the people here, I've known you the longest, but it's fine. You should know when to hold yeah. them. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know when to hold Will, as when we fell asleep watching the Ninja Turtle movie. So now is officially now is officially the time where we have to say, "Here's all the spoilers." Yeah. So if you're a dummy and you didn't see this movie, it's yeah. on you for if you. You're keep welcome for the first 13 yeah. minutes. of there's completely. Also, yeah. you're welcome for the fact that if you didn't know Mysterio was a bad guy, you're a fucking dumb dumb. Yeah. You know, we had people remember uh, Zia on the chat the for chat. Marvel Movie News. Like, what? We, ha- we had people who guy. were like, no, but he can be a good guy. I'm like, dude, he's Mysterio. No, when has but he ever the, been a good guy? N- was never? it when he was part of the Sinister Six? Was that when he was being a good <laughs> yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's an anti-hero then, didn't you know? <laughs> the the right. Sinister Six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like when I recently was talking to Chris Claremont, name drop. I was talking about Mystique, and he's like, well, she wasn't always a bad guy. You know, she was part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. This is what I said to Chris Clemens. Well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't name that. That that comes from before my time. I'm like, yeah, but she, if she had a business card, it, it, it would see, it would say Raven Darkholm, comma Mystique, uh, yes, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> That's right. Headquarters <laughs> yeah. is the address. Yeah. So no you know, Sisterhood of Evil Mutants. You know, I yeah, I, I guarantee well be called the X Women. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, yeah I Charles, guarantee there Charles, is a Sisterhood fuck. of Evil Mutants that has to have happened. If you Google it right now, Jeff, uh, but. Uh, so yeah, exactly. It's interesting. So, but there was somebody in our chat with, that wouldn't back down from the idea. Like, no, I believe he's no, a good guy. I'm like, no, he's God. Mysterio. It's, it's going <laughs> to be a bad. Who's going to be the primary antagonist of the movie? The Elementals, like the Fishball. I don't think well, that we initially the, 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 people thought that that was Hydro Man. Like when you first see the I effects, get it? Yeah, yeah, or Sandman. But or you're something. not building a whole movie around Hydro no, Man. No, I don't think that yeah. that's. I mean, you could. Well, I can't wait to build a whole movie around Pace Pot Pete, mm. which I, I, who, <laughs> Pace Pot. Go ahead, you get out your Google machine. Pole Pot Pete. Oh, I don't have my phone. The big dictator, the big Spider-Man dictator. The Sisterhood of Mutants is a terrorist group recruiting superpowered beings, primarily mutants of female gender. Their name is a modification of that of the long-standing team, the Brotherhood of Mutants. So the Sisterhood of Mutants, of course, is evil. They don't have to say evil, though. Because it's just implied since it's implied that women are evil. Yeah, oh dear right. God! So in case anybody wants to know uh, who Paste Pot Pete is, does he shoot gut yeah. like paste at people? That's like, like Condiment Man glue? from the DC Universe. <laughs> this is, is it really a Condiment Man? There is absolutely a Condiment Man, and he, I think he's going to be in the Suicide Squad from James Gunn. Oh my God! I hope uh, or so. no, that's Polka Dot Man. Is, I'm sorry. Oh okay, but is is Space Museum? I know that's a character. There's a character in the DC Universe called Space Museum. He's like a giant Space <laughs> you Museum. Don't know Space yeah, Museum. Yeah, well, what? Uh, Wait, so you're telling me Paste Pot? 
Pot Pete goes around looking like Pace he's shooting pot. jizz mm-hmm. at everyone. Wait, yeah. like, that's what's Pace. Pace. Just it's Pace. Pace. Wait, wait, wait. It's Pace Pot, not Piss Pot? Pace no, that's pot. a different guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I literally was thinking it was Piss Pot, and <laughs> no. I was thinking that that's this is a character drunk. with a bucket of piss coming hey, around just hey. going, lots of golden shower. <laughs> he's basically the R. Kelly of Spider-Man villains. R. Kelly, you got nothing? You, you don't feel oh, like you distance good. yourself from that? R. Kelly's so despicable but that there's you no... Don't, you don't need to oh boy that No, one. fuck that guy. <laughs> so what about <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's a terrible person, I know too. he is. So, but, but was it the but fact the that they j- made a joke? That's correct. Yeah. In relation to something that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. all right, all right. That's, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait. Back to me, anyway. Back to you, but yeah. uh, we'll no, have. I, I know the. I know the other answers. Uh, have you seen Jessica Jones season three yet? No. Okay, you should. Lame. Because you want to talk about uh, somebody who has an awful costume for their Marvel Universe version oh, no. of them. Oh, it's no. a character in Jessica Jones season three. Jeff, have you seen? Then why it? would no. I watch it? Okay. If it's no, bad. no, no, no! It's amazing. Oh. Okay. But the character in the Marvel Universe, the, the costume is so bad. I watched. Like, he has no first... costume in this. I yeah. watched the first oh, two. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the bad guy. You yeah. showed me his costume. A full killer. Yeah, yeah okay, full I've killer. shown you. Yeah. What, so you watched what? I think I've watched the first two of this season. But second I one, second one's one of my favorites. Okay. Because it's the all Trish episode. Then maybe I haven't seen the second episode. She, oh. I know I've Black seen Black Cat, Shadow Cat, Cat, Wildcat, Cat, you, 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 Catman, Cat dude. Bag. Oh, None of those have been right. Cat. <laughs> Hellcat. Hellcat. One of the fucking you cats. And by the way. Close. Heaven Cat. Yes. She's Hellcat. She's Hellcat. So, well, what did you think ah. of uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home in, in 41 true. minutes? Um, it was a very enjoyable Spider-Man movie. Okay, is basically how I've like dis- people are like I'm the only one in my friend group who's seen it so far, besides you guys. And <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally well, just yeah. thinking, I'm like, I'm like, wow. okay, so that's where we are. Okay, uh, my cool. other friends, no, 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 my real friends, no, no, they all hate except for my buddy Ryan like they're like not interested in superhero movies but I always see them like pretty soon after they come out sure and so they're all like how is it and I'm like it's a good Spider-Man movie but it's not a great spider it's not a great movie it's an entertaining Spider-Man movie and I can, I, I can agree with that really sure. enjoyed it and yeah. I left the theater going wee basically yeah. but yeah. did you felt, try and web swing out of the theater you were in such a good mood afterwards not quite that okay. high uh, <laughs> it was very <laughs> Um, that's a cut by day. I don't know. It, uh, so it, wait, wait. Let's put it. Let's it was a good epilogue for, for Endgame. Endgame. For where would you Infinity put it? Saga, where would you put it on the it. fine scale? Because you're saying that it's an enjoyable Spider-Man movie. Hmm. Is it a fine Spider-Man movie? No. Is it a fine plus Spider-Man movie? Or is it actually like a good Spider-Man movie? Fine does not enter into it's it. It's a good Spider-Man movie. Okay, so if this were uh, a comic book and we were going to put it in, we were going to bag and board it, and then we were going to put a grade next to it, is it? Is it? Is it fine? Very fine? Mint? Near mint? Oh. Yeah. Oh, very Does, fine. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. That's pretty that's good. A, that's like an... I think that's a high eight. I think very yeah. fine. If we're talking like yeah. comic like, grading yeah, association like, or whatever. Like nine, I think is, nine is near mint and then like, you know, you never get like a 9.9 no like it. near, you know. Not it happens. Of, no, yeah, but of like yeah. newer books. But right. you, you never find it. Of like, like an actual uh, comics 9.9. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, I was going to say Amazing Spider-Man 129 first appearance of the Punisher, but oh. we all have our go-tos. Sure. You know? I'm yeah. just imagining that one kid who got the comic way back in the 40s and was like a small child. was like, oh, this is interesting and like puts it immediately into a bag. It's like, this must exist Later. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it has to exist. Well, it, it exists from like one the little serial killer kid. You mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, so we can yeah, look Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey that's Dahmer actually shit. yeah. 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 
I'm glad so we're on the same page about uh, the fact yeah. that Jeffrey Dahmer would collect Spider-Man comic books. By the way, uh, pe- people will see a photo of this, but I kind of love the fact that there's a happy birthday balloon tied to Jeff's chair. Yes, I was. It was wondering. actually for our friend Roxy Stryer. They did a show in here last night. Oh, okay. And, and every time themed. he moves, yeah, it is It is an Avenger-themed uh, happy birthday balloon. So every time Jeff moves, I see it. And I also recently, there's Captain America on here. It reminds me, I uh, I brought my cosplay back out from the from the grave to do Captain America. I saw that you so did Captain America. Cool. I honestly yeah. didn't know you had Captain America it's cosplay. My outfit. Oh, okay. I borrowed from oh, okay. somebody. Still yeah. a really good one, though. But it was great photos. Yeah. Did you get it cleaned before you uh, returned it? Was it laundered? Or was there or did you just no. sweat all in it? Oh, yeah. it was sweaty. Ooh. No, no, we when you back. returned it, you so you returned it. I just took it off. I, I took it off and put <laughs> it in a box, basically. And my buddy, <laughs> it was then the, my buddy's responsibility. Wouldn't the kind thing be... Uh, wait, who's the buddy? Is it... Is it Kelly. Kelly. So it's SLC. Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Green Arrow. Who's right. Thor that day? Yeah, right. So yeah. he's going to get a whole mess of cosplay. He's going to go clean, so it's dry right. clean it. Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a bulk right. That's right. All right, so uh, Spider-Man yes, Far From Home. What fine. were the things that you didn't like about it? Like, on the whole, like, it was, what com- uh, Mostly it was pretty plain. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that, I think Mysterio's, like, fun, but even in the comics, Mysterio's, like, a plain bad guy and is not that great. So when, when it was finally revealed that he was, like, Tony Stark called my thing barf and like he was on the bar like <laughs> and like Jenny and William and like everybody and like the flashes away. I was like this is c- pretty stupid um, I, and the I, whole I, speech I kind of yeah, loved I really it liked I did. That, yeah. Yeah. that was my favorite part of the movie really, it was really dumb I thought it was review. tremendously <laughs> stupid the barf part might have been <laughs> no, no, just when Jake Gyllenhaal is in the back like I was like that's I mean it's funny but dumb you know what I mean? Like, enjoyable sure. because it's stupid. You're funny, but dumb. Yeah, I know that. You're not telling me anything new. I'm building my career on that notion. I'm funny, but dumb. Yeah. And bench press guy. That's true. That, that'll be my, that'll be Pace Pot Pete and bench press guy. That'll that be me. Resume. By the way, I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. My money's on uh, Pace Pot Pete. Uh, just because he's, he's been in more fights than I you know, have. That's the only reason why. He's got a pot of paste. I don't have a bunch of bench presses. I just that's have, true. I have to go to like, the gym. Like, hold up, we're going to fight. Yeah, we're going to fight after I do another set yeah, of that's right. 30. Well, you have to fight me at the gym. It's the only place I'll fight you. Will's going to be like, hold on, hold on. Let me call that kid from kindergarten who eats all the glue. That's right. <laughs> I have seen before my dad getting into fights. He would take his shirt off and do push-ups before <laughs> the fight. I don't know why. Wait, your dad would get into fights? Oh, so many. And he would do push-ups before the fight. That is so classic. That sounds... Oh, very Hawaii. Some conus. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is why you know, we mentioned it in passing, but this is why we're gonna do one of these where it's just about it's you. It's gotta be that's the all Z- about Zia's the crazy Zia weird shit. It's, it's oh. Well, that can be the subtitle, but I've already titled it Zeophobia, and that's oh, not yeah, up for that's go. not up for negotiation. <laughs> you don't true. have to we sit next to as I do. Exactly. My dad would get into fights. I have like eighty questions about that but we're yeah. never going to talk about Spider-Man if I ask even one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's so, stop that there. Yeah. You know, and look, you know, Spider-Man never saw his dad get into a fight. You know why? Because he he's dead. Yeah. Apparently in a plane crash in some super mysterious way. Well, you know, both of you can relate to Spider-Man in, in some way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Because yep. my Peter tingles and <laughs> Peter Tingle's very funny. Peter Tingle is very funny. Every uh, man gets a Peter Tingle so, at some point, huh? If <laughs> but, but by the way, don't. That's no, yes. nobody yeah. in I this had Peter Tingle this morning. No, yeah, but nobody in this room has one white right now. We wake so up with a Peter Tingle. It. It's no. like a normal thing. I mean, yeah, that's no, also most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I thought 
that yeah, Mysterio not a great villain, and no, it's hard to, to drive the whole movie with. I him. I think that they did a good job making him interesting and sure. updating him instead of like, oh no, there's some smoke, and uh, how did I walk into this fun house that yeah. I didn't realize I was in? Right. You know, to to really take the tech angle, I thought was really cool and yes, interesting. It's really the only way that you can do yes. it, except for and drugs. To have come up with a cool way to use the dumb fishbowl. I thought was very clever that yeah. it's you know part of like the suit that he's wearing yeah. you know yeah. because uh, I mean I, I kind of love that he has the fishbowl yeah. but when I heard that Mysterio was going to be in it I'm like alright we're going to get the fishbowl for like 8 seconds yeah. and he's never going to use it again no, So, yeah, but yeah. no it's like the most of the movie um, so I, uh, I yeah so I, I mean I can agree that he's not a great villain I think that they they did they exceeded my expectations in this movie in terms of Mysterio sure I I liked that. I uh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Jeff. I, just, I just had the thought of. I actually felt or just now realized that I think that this was a great villain for this version of Spider-Man because one of the big knocks on him to this point had been that he's Iron Man Junior. In yeah. that we never are really exploring his Spider-Man powers. It's just the suit and the web swingers yeah, 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 and yeah. the things that his suit can do but for him. I thought the, that was the whole point of Homecoming was he was able to do it without. But he got it he, taken he away. Did, yeah. He got it taken away, but still in the end it wasn't like. It was just, it was his will that got him there. It wasn't necessarily. Wait, thanks. wait, wait. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. I don't think you knew what you yeah. said. His name's Will. <laughs> okay. uh, versus, like, his powers, whereas I felt like the big uh, climactic point in this one is about him really tapping into trusting his instincts yeah. and forgetting all the tech, forgetting all the extra right. shit and the gadgets that he's come up with to use the, like, is this here or not? Like, how do I need to interact with these things? Right. And using that uh, spider sense and everything. And uh, did I miss something? The idea that the Peter Tingle wasn't working was certainly something that I wasn't aware of. Super missed that. And I I'm thinking understand. that, yeah. you know, there's a sequence from the trailer where he, like, says to the cops, like, ah, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm tired of doing your jobs all the time. It's not in the movie. So that's, like, a whole sequence. That they clearly have now admitted that they do that on purpose, though. Sure. But they shoot trailer shit just to mislead audiences. Right. But I don't, know, I don't know why idea. you would shoot yeah, that, like that thing. You know what I mean? That like, where he's there with like the cops. been a that got cut right. from early on. So what I'm wondering sure. is if, like, oh, he does some kind of minor thing that helps the cops, but, like, oh, yeah, my Peter Tingle would not be called it that. But he never says spider sense. For some reason, they don't like to use this terminology. It's his fucking spider well, sense. It's that thing, thing where it's spiders like, actually have a sense? Like, isn't that completely made-up idea? It's that the, spider sense. It's I don't know. I'm not a spider, Jeff. <laughs> they the have a lot they, of eyes to see your hand yeah. coming, but not a Well, that's what it is. It's like the, goes, it's ah! the, it's the, uh, the spider eyes in the back of his head, essentially. What were you going to say? Well, it's, but the way that they do this is like rather than say like yes he's calling it the spider sense which is a very comic book thing to do sure. is you're like something 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 El Mysterio and it's like yeah. oh it's Man of Mystery so I like, like that that's yeah. how they find so like that's how they do it in the movies and I get it you know like yeah. why would he be like I just call it my spider sense you're like thanks for that expository dialogue we didn't need but like they could have gotten to it eventually like let's work on the name Peter Tingle well that's I would think good. that he would be like it's not a Peter Tingle it's a spider sense yeah, you know I mean? like, right. yeah something like that yeah. I would have liked that right. so it, it could be easy writing problem. rather than just be like stop calling it that it oh could be like Peter Quill trying to get people to call him Star Lord right. and no one ever <laughs> no calls him Star Lord except <laughs> himself yeah, yeah. yeah. which, which that, I'd say that that might be the best thing about the character I think that that's that. true and then no one has ever called him Star Lord a little knowing MJ not at the end be like so how's the Peter Tingle is it working <laughs> <laughs> well, Zia, what's your favorite joke in the whole movie? Huh, it's a little tied around the web shooter. That's she left right. because we went to the one. press screening together, and uh, she left so hard, <laughs> like in the way where everybody's like, "What?" My favorite is Nick Fury's reaction. I was like, "Okay." 
Like, or yeah. what does he say? He's like, uh, what? Like, he says that, and he's like, I don't know. He just says something to him that's like, this right? No, like, please and, don't make a dick joke. Yeah, Fury. Uh, Fury has uh, has some good one-liners in here, which so. is technically not Fury, which right. is the best part of that yeah. whole fucking movie. Is that the really the best part of the whole movie? People were so mad that it was. I was like, oh my god, my, one of my favorite actors has a cameo in yeah. this movie, and I was like, I love that they subverted literally everything in thirty seconds. Yeah. And I don't care. People were like, it changes, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, who gives a shit? Yeah. No, it makes it better. It's a comic book movie well, also, and, and there's going to be ten more of these. Like, you're fine. Right. And yeah. that's the, the... Fine. And that's, that's the right. thing that I was thinking, too, because like, I was trying to tell people about the movie, you know, like, they want to know, are there, you know, mid-credits and end-credits scenes? I'm like, yes, there always are. Yes. Like, we were go to the press screening. Like, 30% of the people Except left. Except for Endgame. Yeah. yeah. Right well, yeah, you're right. Endgame one. didn't have it, but you're right. I don't but, know why people leave. It's yeah, still, it's just still. Like, we've been doing this for 11 years And then some people leave after the middle one I'm like really you don't you don't think there's more yeah. like there's no chance I mean right. sure, sometimes there's not yeah but just wh- where are you going yeah. where do you gotta be right interesting like retcon idea instead like if we wanted to get the secret invasion this could have been a much better more interesting opportunity it's almost the same scene except no Nick Fury at the end he's gone he really died in Winter Soldier and that's <gasps> when Talos took over uh, that Whoa. would be interesting wait is that a fan that's a fan that's theory something that, that's something that's right a Jeff DeRay theory and by Whoa. the way that's a fan theory because Jeff's a fan of the Black Cast that'd be great but it's it also wasn't a fan theory. theory it's just I think that no, would be a much more interesting no, but that is a theory because you've just come up with it you, you, show, you've launched the theory yeah. but it's like if they hadn't shown Nick Fury at the end that would have been more plausible oh I see what you mean well how do we know that that's not a Different another scroll. That's scroll. true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because again, uh, people in our chat when we do Marvel movie <laughs> news Thursdays at one uh, Pacific okay, on nice. the Popcorn Talk Network, uh, they when we had that trailer where Nick Fury says. Bitch, you've been to space. Yeah. And they're like, Nick Fury would never say that. I'm like, first of all, Nick Fury would always say that. Correct. Sam Jackson, as every character he's ever played, yeah. would have said that. When he's accused of, of, of killing children in A Time to Kill, where he's represented by Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. he That's might right. have said, bitch, you've been to space. That's right. But <laughs> I, I had no problem with him saying it. But then it's like, okay, but it's not really him. So it's a yeah. scroll said it. But then it also, a line that they sort of uh, edited around in the trailer is when uh, Spider-Man's yeah. like trying to be like, oh, why don't you call Doctor Strange? Why don't you call, uh, why don't you call Captain Marvel? And he's like, don't invoke her name. But that's not how it goes in the trailer. Yeah, it's just like uh, unavailable yeah. because uh, he says somebody different. And clearly, like Talos is like, don't invoke her name. You right. know. And uh, I had pointed this out after we saw it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a moment where who we think are Fury and Maria Hill making small talk about a, a about a Cree sleeper cell. And, you know, then they're, like, in the room with other people, and they stop talking about it. So it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a it's a conversation that two cr- scrolls would certainly be having. Sure, sure. So it's it's fun. I mean, I remembered it the first time, but it was nice when I saw it the second time. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> but I thought that that was, was cool, and I liked it. And what I was saying to people when you had to talk about it, no spoilery, after we saw the press screening, I wanted, what the hell are you doing with what your hair? What's going on over here? <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, at first she it wasn't not expecting to call out as for that. I noticed it as soon as he noticed it. I was going to say something like Christian said. I'm like, like, I'm going to just keep talking, or, like, well, or, like or I can just be like, wait, wait, wait. A fucking long stockings over here. I just washed it, and it's really soft, and it smells good. So this Which, like weird by the way, usually none of right those now. things are true. Yeah. Washed, soft, smells good. No, usually never. I was going to make a dick joke, but it's fine. Oh, now I want to get the dick joke. This is the right show. Washed, soft, smells good. But is that really how she wants to see it? No. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. You know what? Never mind. Let's just continue. (laughs) No, no, no. We've got got time. 
We'll got an extra 60 seconds for you to say whatever you didn't just say. Uh, well, I like them soft, too. She likes a, she likes That's a, droopy, going, a droopy penis. We've got to put that on the list. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely got to go on the there's list. Nothing, there's nothing more exciting than a droopy penis. Wait, let's get hard. Let's, and that's exciting. Let's not. Yep. Let's not ignore the fact that Jeff took that moment to do a droopy dog impression. <laughs> because I, I, a lot of times I like to leave it, see if the audience gets it. But I'm like, no, it's too funny not to actually give you credit. Well, Thank you. I should you do a 21 bell it. salute, but we don't have time. Uh, so I think that when you see the movie, it's got like a fun ending, and like, oh, they swing off together. But then when you have the end credits, both scenes, it makes you think about what you just watched completely differently. For both sure. both of them. Yeah. And Does I, that mean I, it'll be fine when he meets Gwen because he's already a swinger? I don't think that she's going to be in this. I don't think she's going to be good. in it, but he is already a swinger, and we do know that MJ doesn't like to swing. That's right. And I feel like Gwen likes to swing. Uh-oh. How do we feel about <laughs> MJ? Well, let me let me finish this part okay, first because okay, okay. we will definitely talk about yeah. that. And I do think that those... As as post credit mid credit scenes go, these are two of the biggest that they've ever done. Oftentimes, oh, there's scenes taken from the next movie. Yeah, like literally, like taken from the next movie. Right, and they cut it in there. Uh, this was this was so crazy because it negated everything. It's like first of all, it's like funny. She's like. Yeah, I don't want to ever do that. Her hair's all messed up. Yeah. She's horrified that she went web swinging. That like, would be probably how yeah. it feels for anybody right. to do like that. Going, yes. going flying with with Superman in the Richard Donner movie, you're flying. You know what you do to me? Yeah, it's not like like crazy. In school. Yeah, it's fine. But what Peter was doing, no, I don't think she was into it. It was very convincing. Yeah. She did and a then, good job. And, and then we get the, <laughs> the video from Mysterio, and then oh. we, you know, we find out that well, we're going to drop the the knowledge on who Peter Parker is. That's right. But of course, all we wanted to talk about was the fucking J. John Jameson was in this movie, mm-hmm. and we couldn't talk and about it. And it was J.K. Simmons. And it was J.K. Simmons. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Was the Recast only. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that I would have been. There's nobody else you could. Only guess. The only guy I would have accepted was Terry Crews. I mean, that's yeah. what I did. 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 I J.K. Simmons has said in interviews that had they done a third Andrew Garfield, he was going to be in it. Like yeah, they had, they had I did. Him. I remember reading that. Yeah. yeah, and you know, there's there's a, a quick moment in Amazing Spider-Man Two where Peter sends an e- email to J. Jonah Jameson, at, you know, like, "Hey, maybe Spider-Man's not so bad." And he instantly gets a reply, and he's just like, "Wrong!" All capital letters. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, that was clearly J.K. Simmons." I, I had no doubt in my mind that yes. J.K. Simmons had sent it. And he's obviously not uh, not super busy playing Commissioner Gordon in any DC movies. No, I don't think. Uh, I, I, I think, think that, that that's probably done. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I think for nothing. I think it's a bummer because he was would have been a great. It would have been cool Gordon. to see him as Commissioner Gordon. It was great for the thirty seconds. Yeah, I know, and that was the one concern about like, wait, he's Commissioner Gordon. Does that mean he can't be J. Jonah Jameson? And I was like, I don't. See why yeah, not. why can't you be bold? But you never, Chris you never, Evans was fantastic. Wow. Wow, he sure was. I almost said fantastic. He was torch. fantastic four times. <laughs> he was Human Torch. Yeah, he was a fantastic Captain Human Torch. Yeah, that's right. That's what you're trying to say. A fantastic yeah. Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He. So wait, you're saying he was a better Human Torch than Michael B. Jordan? I'm just saying, like, you can be multiple things. That's happened a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. So I was so glad to see him, and then the fact that he's an updated J. Jonah Jameson, that he's like. The, the, TMs, the the Harvey well, Levin. No, beyond that, yeah, he's he's Infowars. Mm. He's Alex Jones. He's like, 
oh, we got the lizard people out there, That's and right. this guy is Spider-Man, he's a menace. Like, which, because of the scrolls, the lizard people theory is like a real thing. Yes. Yeah. Which is exactly. fun. Exactly. Yeah, Alex Jones is right. Um, <laughs> about the lizard people. About it all. Uh, yeah, well, especially Except for the, Sandy. The, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, right. <laughs> you realize oh, like, you got to back, you know, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Just, just children. Oh, you do, you've got to back away from yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. In that Spider-Man game, they have J. Jonah Jameson as like a podcaster, which I think was actually pretty interesting. That's cool. Use of it, because it's like... It fits where he can be. Yeah, but only losers podcast. That's true. That That's is right. true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, I mean, the Daily Bugle as like a newspaper, like how would, you know. Yeah, it's it, like a, not yeah. now. I no. like the dailybugle.net, which a website that is still not active, but. So uh, apparently it's, it's, Sony owns it. Yeah, it's going to happen. So we'll it's definitely going to happen. Something. It just, I want to see the next Jonah yeah. Jameson yeah. on Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, my God. In the Spider-Verse. Wow. That would be a great like <laughs> press <laughs> thing if they got yeah. Joe Rogan to have J. Jonah Jameson I do, I, on his Why would Rogan say no? I mean, I know he's got about some weird movie. Yeah, it's like them talking about Spider-Man. And he's like, but why are you, why are you so mean to him, man? Like, why don't yeah, you just let him? He's a menace. He's a menace. Yeah. I mean, first of all, and, and like, and, and he's got high. like, yeah, and he talks about like how great, like what a hero Mysterio was, oh, you know, yes. it's always like, yeah. like in the comics, he's always like, well, the Avengers are great, yeah. but this Spider-Man is awful. Like he's a menace. Spider-Man. So I thought that that was so fun and it was so great and I'm so glad to see You're it. You're reasoning Amazing Spider-Man right now, right? Uh, <clears throat> I fall behind a little bit, but. Uh, is J. Jonah Jameson present? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember seeing him. I just know that Wilson Fisk is the mayor of New York, and That's I think right. it's amazing. It's a yeah. brilliant idea. Yeah. Because uh, he could, like, if you think of the Wilson Fisk in Daredevil season three, you yeah. could see him becoming reading, mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Reading Daredevil, I'm o- I only picture Vincent D'Onofrio when I'm reading the comic book. I'm like, oh, I hear his voice saying it. Like, he's Wait, now the definitive. You don't, you don't hear the Lee F. Schreiber, like, 800 pound uh, kingpin from Into the Spider Verse? That's true. They're both good. Yeah, they're both great. Very different. Yeah. I, hear, I, I hear D'Onofrio going. Give me some summer. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Uh, so I, 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 I know, I, and I thought that, that that scene was cool and it was fun. And Zia, like, what, I, 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 you you were sitting next to me when I saw it. Yeah, we got really excited. Yeah, yeah. and I never. I smiled very. I wide. never do this because it's a it's a movie, but I actually like clapped during yeah. it. Yeah, I never a clapped during this because I know it's a movie. It's you like, clapped during that scene yeah, when I saw J.K. Simmons. No, well, it was well, not. No. Well, well, well. well. <laughs> Jay, Jay Jonah, Jonah Jameson. The joke is on me, JK. <laughs> so, and I don't know, I was just so excited. That and was exciting. Yeah. When I saw it the second time, I whacked Nick kind of hard. I felt <laughs> wait, a little wait, bit bad. Wait, 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 wait. You did what? I want to know where this I wait, wait, wait him. thing started because it didn't start Chip with Chipperson. us. Oh my God. We need to, you need to watch this some whole Chip. Side. Chip is not a real person. <laughs> this is a whole side like, thing between Christian and Zia that I don't think that Jeff and I know. Well, you don't know You don't know Chip. I guess not. Don't believe that. I know Chip the Green Lantern, C-H apostrophe T. Yeah. I know no, he's Chip not the same as Apostrophe. He's a little I squirrel. It, police. But it was good that we all talked at once. Where did you say, Jeff? <laughs> I miss everything. <laughs> so I know the Chips is in the California uh, Highway Police. That's right. No, so it's California Highway uh, Police. California Highway Police. Highway Patrol. California Highway Patrol. Highway Police. We should make a show called Highway Police. You got the I in there, though. That's where the I comes from. Highway, highway Police. Highway There's police. like a spinoff of cops called like State Troopers or something. There is like is a there really? There's like a oh. highway patrol show. Yeah, that really has been. Who watches any of it? I watch Who? cops sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and there's like a there's like a uh, live police live scanner TV, TV show, now, right? Yeah, yeah so. that's like one of the highest watched wow. shows in ever. Well, just like just like cops, it's like its budget is is well it's, comparable to the black cast, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, did you commit a crime? Are you a redneck? Can we film it? But <laughs> well, you can't stop us. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. 
Uh, so that that was what. Yeah. So we were excited when we, we saw excited. that, and we were so glad to see it. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the mid-credit scene with J. Jonah Jameson? I loved it. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, I love the idea of exposing this Spider-Man because I think it fits. Um, I'll probably say this again in the future. I think. <laughs> Uh, but I, wink, wink. Uh, I feel like they've progressively been uh, exposing more and more of who Spider-Man is, and it just fits because the idea of him being anonymous or this anonymity just doesn't fly in today. There's too much monitoring with cell phones and everything else. He's in this like small community where Spider-Man is showing up. It's just it's too local for people not to have figured it out. So this whole trope of him hiding his identity to protect the people he loves just doesn't make any sense. So it seems more fitting to say, like, no, this is who he is. Now he has to deal with it and, like, deal with the real-world consequences of being an exposed Spider-Man and still trying to be a hero. It doesn't really change things because it's also, like, where in the Spider-Man comics and all that stuff, he is so local and it's not part of this bigger universe, it makes sense for J. Jonah Jameson to be like, people in masks are menaces! And yeah. like, focusing in on just Spider-Man being some sort of menace, but it's like, you're gonna say that when Captain America, the entire country's hero, wore a mask and saved the city you're in countless ten times. Years prior. Yeah. Like, so it just that doesn't... That was his whole standpoint yeah. right. in the well, Civil War and book, As I might also talk about in the future, Wink, in the MCU, uh, the only people, if you extend it out to TV, the only people with secret identities are Peter Parker and Matt Murdock. Nobody yeah. else has a secret identity. That's true. I might in the future what? try to make the point about Danny Rand, but that's probably also not correct. I don't know. We'll see in the future. You're saying but, in, in right now, currently in movies and television, those are the only two people with secret identity. Nobody identity. has a secret identity. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think of all the Avengers, none of them really do. That's true. Like, they don't have masks, right. so maybe you don't know Wanda Maximoff, yeah. but you've seen her picture. And right. She's not hiding. But yeah. her only yeah. job is to be an Avenger, not to like live a life as Wanda Maximoff secretly. You know well, what I mean? she tried well, to she with tried, Vision. Yeah, and then they. No, no, no. But I mean, like, not a secret life. They lived in like the Avengers building. No, they didn't. They no, they, they had like a, a year in Europe. Yeah, that they were like on the run together. We forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> because I love that's the forgettable almost like it's it's so funny now to like look like in hindsight on Infinity War because you're like oh that we just needed that to get Endgame like Whoa, it's not really it's like still, a good movie it's fine uh, it's very no, entertaining it's still, it's I still think like Infinity it. War was like, better than Endgame it, it, no. Yeah, no he's not the only one that said that that's uh, ridiculous. I, I, I disagree but I understand what you're okay. saying yeah I'm like I oh that's too, right actually. I forgot I that we had yeah. to set up before we got the payoff so are you agreeing with Will no 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 okay good because I, I was going to kick like, you out I <laughs> I still like Endgame uh, better, but I understand that point of view. I understand I Will's point of view. Yeah. I also understand people that think it's better, but I, I think it, it because we watched it about what a week before we saw Endgame, yeah, we and I, I'd seen it again, and I was like, oh yeah, this is still great, and I there's things the I like, and I love Thor? the very right. entertaining, and I love the fact that we got just a, a little hint of Vision and the Scarlet Witch together because I always liked them together in the comics, and now we're gonna get oh, WandaVision on Disney Plus. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, we. We, we can agree to disagree on Infinity War, but what I did want yeah, to circle well, back to is lizard you, people. Christian. Lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> we did, so speaking of the lizard people, there's yes. that end credit scene, yes. which I think is great. It's yeah. fun. Also, Ben Mendelsohn is now that character is like my favorite Marvel character of all time. They're all on the only Death because Star, right? of my Ben Mendelsohn. Wait, 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 just to hang on. Only because more than Captain America. Yeah. Wow. Really? Tell us. Okay, so but like you're I mean, like number I'm two. Speaking in hyperbole. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to make you. I'm going to make you put a. 
Talos, greatest Marvel character ever. Okay, okay, he can be anybody you Wait want a him to be. You really liked Re- uh, Ready Player One, huh? Is no, he but he was the only good part about that movie. He was good. Is Donald Trump a squirrel? Don't wait for the yeah. translation. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I just want to make sure that I got you. Also, only good part of Rogue One. Very uh, underused. Underused. Underused in Rogue One, but I Very loved Rogue One, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I also liked Ready Player One. I saw it twice. Oh, I'm not- I, I, I've seen it zero times, so I, I'm not going to let myself have an opinion. I think it's cool, and obviously it's setting up something bigger, that end credit scene. Yeah. Because Nick Fury's like, like, all present. right, well, well, yeah. well, back to work, everybody. Where are my shoes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that voice? Where are my shoes? <laughs> well, I said, well, where are my shoes? I don't know. I was just being goofy. Yeah, yeah and the, the, like the, the new phrase. I was trying to be They're silly, They're not all Christian. the same. He, I was trying Samuel to be L. Jackson is not. Yeah. The, the joke that I've used a few times is that clearly when Talos decided he was going to impersonate Nick Fury, yeah. he watched Snakes on a Plane, which That's is why right. he's like, bitch, you've been to space. Yeah. You know, because it's very like, you know, get these motherfucking scrolls off right. my motherfucking you ship. Also, you can right. also think of it this way uh, from the information we have directly the only version of Nick Fury that Talos should know is the one from the 90s a much younger more like verbose whatever active one like the one from Captain Marvel yeah so we're supposed to assume that between Captain Marvel and Spider-Man I was going to say Peter Tangle that he and the scroll guy what's his name Talos. Talos? Talos. Talos. Yeah. Have just stayed friends. And yes. he called yeah. him on the phone, space phone, yeah. and of was course. like, I need a vacation. Okay. Now and the way that Nick Fury takes a vacation yeah. is he sits in a room yep. on a on a lawn chair yes. in front of a screen. Yes. For presumably days. Well, and here's why. <laughs> you don't know where he is. You don't know how far away he is from the nearest planet. That's Maybe true. it's like he gets one day of vacation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was probably like a week. Because, it was because the, all the Spider-Man Talos, stuff happened. Yeah, Talos says like, uh, well, we got on the glasses, but it got a little complicated yeah. along the way. Important topic that we haven't discussed. Did you guys hear about Tom Holland saying that he'd be down to have Spider-Man be gay? I did not hear that. I think no, that I that ship that has either. sailed because they spent a lot of time developing the uh, Mary Jane. And they can make it. He could be, he could be questioned. Can easily make it work because it's like, how many gay guys have you known that date girls? And how awkward was their relationship that entire time? But so did they not seem like, much more like friends at the end than okay, any, like so true lovers? Let me just uh, interject that I'm only interested if he dates Ned. I don't want him to well, be with any other guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, just Ned. You don't only want him Ned. to be with Mark James. What about Flash Thompson? Male I like MD. that. The, uh, in my mind, there's there's a version of the story where Ned becomes the Hobgoblin. <laughs> that Ned well, it's becomes fun, it's, the Hobgoblin. Because he's Ned Leeds. Yes. And technically. Of course, well, he's technically and Ned Betty Leeds. In the movie. And he's dating Betty in the movie, who yeah. he's married to in the comics. Right. And he gets framed as Hobgoblin. That's right. I believe in Amazing Spider-Man 289, but please don't quote me on that. You know, quote me if I'm right. Yeah, we're going to quote you as Spider-Man 289, guys. He said it here first. It's yeah, a double-sized here, issue. I can, see the, I can see the cover. He's, a, he's taking his mask this off. This is the but he gets die. set up. He gets set up. So Ned Leeds was not the Hobgoblin. What were you going to say? I was just saying that was the hill you were ready to die on. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 289, yes. Yeah. yeah. It was before, uh, it's before Todd McFarlane came in. Who was in the first Hobgoblin? He was supposed to be this businessman uh, who, like, when, I think when Spider-Man's going around trying to warn people. Yeah. 
And it's funny, I want to call him Rupert Pupkin, but that's from uh, King of Comedy. Rupert <laughs> so, Pupkin? Ru- no, Rupert Pupkin. You've you never seen King of Comedy? No, I haven't. How do you heard listen to it. Jim Norton talk about this movie all you the know time? Who I've voice the Hobgoblin like, on my list of things series, to see. Right? I do, There's but I, I'll, let, I'll let you see from King of Comedy that Campbell. nobody knows is from King of Comedy that they redid in a Family Guy episode where Meg ties Brian up and that like he's all like wrapped up in a thing and yeah. then she's like grinding on him. That is from King of Comedy. The one I've, where she also makes him eat her hair pie? Yeah. I've never <laughs> okay. seen King of Comedy either. It's oh, a it's a great film. It's a and look, film. If there was ever, is it really? really? If there, yeah. it's it, oh, I had no idea. It, it's amazing, and it's so far from the topic that we'll have to all watch in the future. Roderick okay. Kingsley, along with the Daredevil director's cut extended Ben Affleck edition. <laughs> no, I don't know. But that's a live tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a live tweet. To well, we, but we we're going to get together to watch movies. We might as well watch movies all day. Yeah, all right. That's for, we can do it here. It's probably easier. Roderick's uh, uh, new place set up. It'll actually be perfect for that. I'm getting a big ass TV. Where do you live? I have a projector. Ben Ice just moved. Whoa, Valley! Yeah, back to the Valley. In the Wait valley. a minute. Zia, you're the only one that doesn't live in the Valley. I'm the only so, one that doesn't live in the Valley. You so, guys are lame. Uh, like, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. Below Hollywood. Yeah. Below Hollywood. So, just imagine... Lizard person! Just imagine... Below Hollywood. She lived, yeah, she lives with the turtles. me out. Yeah. <laughs> she lives... Uh, so, Roderick Kingsley is this, like, millionaire. He's really the, the hobgoblin. But then there were, like, editorial changes, and then they changed garbage. who it was, and they wanted it to be Ned Leeds. So, it, this, it's a complicated... But the short answer is Roderick Kingsley. Okay. But Ned Leeds gets framed for him, then there's yes. other hobgoblins later. What's with all these goblins having to be rich guys? Uh, well, I mean, that's the only way you're a goblin. You well, it's, it's it's the like, idea of like if what if you're what if you're Bruce Wayne and instead of deciding that you're gonna fight things, you're like, no, I kind of want to destroy. Get, I want to get more money. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dress up I mean, to that's scare the people. I'm going to scare people in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. I think that Donald exactly. Trump is the hobgoblin. I would actually. He's already orange, so it's Dude. not hard. It's he not just needs a hood. How first no one? Well, actually, depending on who you ask, he already has a hood. It's just a different color. He is a Marvel character, but it is not the hobgoblin. He is the blob. Oh, I love the blob. What a great character he is. Could you not see uh, Donald Trump eating Janet Van Dyne? Yes, I could. (laughs) I could. Yes, I can, actually. <laughs> I am uh, so hungry. I've never been hungry before. This hungry before ever. Well, uh, when I very did... Turns out also a burger. Because uh, he does love fast food. I feel yes. like... I, feel I like have so a- many hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers for everybody. Right, I'm taking two minutes from you now because okay. of that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to, so dumb. It's to Jeff's point uh, really about... Uh, about so I, I don't think that this iteration of Peter Parker, it makes sense for him to suddenly be gay. No. I don't, I no, don't no, know I, I don't. I don't know that we need that now. That I, I think the, people are clamoring for that. I, I don't need it. I don't it, need it to be Peter Parker. It's the equivalent it's in the comic books when you'd be like, "Hey, remember Alan Scott, the first Green Lantern? Guess what? He's gay now." It's yeah. like what well, you need but to do. But he's like that's pre Hal Jordan, right? Like he's Correct. like not somebody. No, that that's you, Golden Age. I Green think, right. You can make but, Miles Morales gay because he's a character that's still having his story. Really. Yeah. yeah, and the he also listens to hip hop, so work. obviously he's gay. That little Nas X. You what? The LGBTQ. Plus, community deserves to be recognized in a way that says, like, we are, this character represents who you are from yeah. the get-go. It always feels like lip service when it's like, D- didn't you know Dumbledore was gay? It's like, no, bitch, because you never said it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have to own up to it. And so if you're, like, retroactive, like, well, well Peter, Peter's gay. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, no, don't no, do that. No, you say need to, you need to, you know, we are giving screen time to a gay character. It is not JK's fault that the publisher erased the ten pages where she, he has yeah. a hardcore makeout scene I'm, with, with <laughs> Professor Snape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I was uh, say Grindelwald's all right, so I, I feel like I, I feel also like get in trouble for calling J.K. Rowling 
the page. But it's fine. Really? Wait, 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 wait. We can't we can't use the word bitch anymore. <laughs> not in, especially not in reference like negatively towards a woman. That's well, like, Zia's a bitch, but she's so wow. No, she knows it. Also a whore. Oh, and let's not forget that you're totally a cunt. And Hawaiian. Yeah. A Hawaiian trash whore cunt. Christian's really just using all the words. Chris is like, well, I have such a pineapple. He's like, whoa, I draw the line at pineapple. I can say the C word. Some of my best friends are cunts. Yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, I don't know if we're your friends or not, but look at us. Yeah. All right, so, Will, what I did want to circle back yeah, to was a topic you tried to introduce, but I put the brakes on it. Uh, you wanted to talk about MJ versus yeah. Mary oh, Jane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is definitely not Mary Jane Watson. Her right. name is Michelle. Mary Jane. Yeah, so this is MJ. But Which I'll I'm fine with. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't don't try to pass her off as Mary Jane Watson, because it's not. But if you want to make your own character, it's cool. I yeah, love this it's, character. It's, it's cute yeah. that her name's yeah. MJ, but she's totally a different but character. she's a different character, yeah. and yeah. I love this character. I like this I, I didn't love her in the first one. She's in it too too little. Yeah, and then also when the, she's like, she's like okay, reveal. MJ. Like, yeah, I was, like, I was like, I was like, no, oh, that's weird. I, I don't, don't like it. I get that this whole tiger thing is like an MJ trope, but it's real. It's like. It's one of those things that she's like, you got to realize that that was more appropriate no yeah, one for says the that. time. Yeah. It'd be like if Spider-Man went around and like, good thing I saved you, broad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> good, thing, good thing I saved those dames that yeah. weren't going to get hit by that they bus. They were under distress. Yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, so, I don't know, I like her, but what do you think, Will? You brought it up. Oh, she's she's good. Uh, she's it's, fine. She's you know fine. I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, Zendaya, is that her name? Yeah. Zendaya. I think so. Zendaya. Um, Zendaya. Oh, is it Zendaya? Yeah. Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, it's I the think first she's time cute. I've heard it said that way. Like, the, like, the sort it. of, like, punk rock, like, I'm mad at the world, like, Daria version of MJ. Total, yeah, I, I hadn't heard that comparison. That's perfect. She yeah. is the Daria version of yeah. MJ. It's, Love like, it. it's fine, but, like, I... Da, na, na, na. Um, I took a quiz to find out what character you are, cartoon character you are, and I'm Daria. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I could tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say that you're Daria. I wouldn't peg you as Daria. Okay, More cool. Daria. Oh, wait, friend. he just said he wouldn't peg you. That's, That's right. the meanest Whoa! thing you've ever said. How because dare you square you peg the whole point home. is that the girl pegs the guy anyway. <laughs> That's uh, true, that is actually the point. Um, yeah, I guess it's not pegging if a guy does it. Yeah, to a girl. it's just sex. anal. <laughs> It's just anal. Yeah, you're it's right. It's just Tuesday night. Hey. Yeah. What are you gonna say? This is our anniversary. Um, like, so as a character, Special I'm like, night. I realized like in the, at homecoming when she was like, you can call me MJ. I was like, oh. That's kind of dumb. But then in this movie, I was like, oh, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of comic book fans are like, that's not Mary Jane, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I really don't give a shit. But her name's not Mary Jane. Her name's Michelle. Yeah, exactly. She's whole, not Mary Jane. But the whole thing is like, there's not going to be that Mary Jane in these yeah. movies. Which you is know fine. what I mean? It's so like, is this fine. is this MJ. Right. He's in high school. He, so sh- I'm like, he shouldn't know her when he's in high school anyway. Right. He doesn't meet. The only, like, he likes. He likes Betty when he's in high school. She's she's J. Jonah Jameson's That's right. uh, uh, not even assistant, his secretary. That's his and girlfriend. Yeah, that they actually go out on dates, yeah. which is like what's wrong, with, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with her? Yeah. Well Frick. he and Ned were not friends at all in, That's the, right. in the comics. Ned's in this iteration mm-hmm. of Ned is a newer character. Yeah, oh, because this was written like back when people had problems with Asian people because of the only War could, uh, <laughs> Yeah. In the sixties, yeah. I mean it's you were you fucked up, dude. I mean God cool, Peter. It's like it's, it's like racist. Fi- it's like 15 years. I remember after when World Asians War. weren't in the country. I remember when Samoans weren't real people. Yeah. But now we've got Ned. They were just Hawaii creatures. Yeah. Just imagine, uh, like Ned is, is is going to work at an internship, and he talks to Stan. He's like, you know, I I remember when you were just in internments. <laughs> Go to all that setup. Oh boy, nothing. That's all right. That was my oh boy. Was just. 
Yeah. All right. So anyway, that, but that, also they didn't confirm that he's technically Ned Leeds until this movie. But it, it, yeah, I mean the IMDb listing says that he, he the actor plays Ned Leeds. Right. So, but I don't know if it did during Homecoming. No, they only called him Ned, and right. I think there is a Ned character I there in was New Show. Yeah, there's a different Ned character, oh. but I think this is Ned Leeds. And they in fact, did, they ended now up they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. The, the point Who I'm cares? making is that it's fine that it's not Mary Jane. Right. It's like, yeah. he's, he's got a girl that that's he likes. That's what I realized of and myself. I was like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm at like, first, I was like, that's stupid. And Homecoming at the end, I was like, that's, that's not Mary Jane. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't fucking care. That's pretty yeah. much exactly how I felt about it. And then yeah. I saw this. Because at first, I was like, wait, that no. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, didn't, it, it, it didn't even really bother me in the last one. I was like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. It was just a dumb, like, it was like one of those things where it's like, I didn't need that dialogue written. Out. Like, please don't say those words. Like, you know what? It, my friends call me MJ. Like, it's like, great, thanks. It was like in say one of those words. movies where, like, there's the line where they say the title. That, that's know? why I have to become Superman 4, the quest for peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where they got the title of the movie. That's my favorite family <laughs> game. Because that's my favorite okay. thing. It's like, that's, yeah. that's one of my favorites. <laughs> but if we're going to talk about family guy and favorites, my favorite will always be this isn't the first time my eating got me in trouble, and he's hiding in the attic with Anne Frank and her family. <laughs> The Nazis are downstairs. Yeah, Zia remembers. He's eating chips. They start to look around, and then he like gets quiet, and then he eats more chips, and they come so upstairs. Sad thing is, like, they're all emaciated in the end. Yes, of course. Fat Peter with the chip. Peter's still eating chips when the Nazis are in there. Gosh. Uh, the things we used to be guy. able to get away with only a couple of years ago. I know. I, I don't. True. I, I haven't seen Family Guy in probably two years. It just. Yeah, I haven't seen either. it probably. It's not even like because I feel like the quality changed. It was just like I, I have just so many hours in the day. Like yeah. I've seen so many hours of Family Guy. This is why I haven't watched Iron Fist season two. I, t- I prioritized I, I, for you okay. for the, co- the topic of Punisher season two right. and Daredevil season three. Right. And I Those sw- were the priorities. I swear to you, you will like Iron I'm Fist sure season fine. two. I'm sure it's fine. I'll get around to there'll it someday. Thing, there'll be an drunk. element to the story that you, well, don't get too drunk because then you'll be like, this is fucking garbage. But that's what you're talking about. Drunk, texting, right? drunk texting us, it's being happened. like, this show I gotta, shit. Oh, it's going to happen. I think we tried to go on a Danny rant. I took her, she was like, I got to show up hungover with beers and I spoke beers with a Z. Beers with a Z. This might be the douchiest thing I've ever heard you say. Your clock is fast. It is fast. All right, so I just I know. I know. Look at your Disneyland. And I get two extra. I get two extra minutes. That's right. Because of your whatever that bit was. But, I don't remember. But what if because of you he doesn't get bench press guy role? He's gonna get it. Oh my Look god. At him. Look at him. Bench press guy. I can't believe he you didn't get cast guy. as Superboy. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I can't believe it. No, I know. I'm like, I saw that kid and I was like, oh, it's like a skinnier version yeah. of me. And Are like, you he's, fucking kidding me? He the, looks, the, the, he, he, looks very no, he did audition for Superboy. He's much younger than me and he has less credits. And I was like, are you? He has less credits. All right, so I've been on TV a bunch of times. Okay? No, I know, I know. No. And I say like one thing at a time. No. <laughs> I was like, credits don't matter. And he's I, from Australia. I can't oh, have any why. more goddamn people no, with accents yeah. taking my parts. He wasn't on Criminal yeah. Minds. This is he wasn't. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, he didn't shoot on our wall man. between us and Australia. And Australia and England. <laughs> yeah. Those damn British coming in those here and fucking taking Aussies. Yeah. Right. We're Look, so worried about people coming from outside. So we'll just make one really tall wall. We'll call it like the Tower of Babel. Yeah. <laughs> it'll keep them out. So, Will, uh, in your final moments before we talk about you when you leave, uh, what were some of your favorite things we're about the movie? The so we've talked about Bill Mendes- Mendelssohn. Yes. Bill Mendelssohn? Bill, great cameo. Bobby, whatever his fucking name Bobby is. Jindal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Jindal. Yeah. It's a great callback. Yeah. Wow. Even Bobby Jindal doesn't wait, remember wait, wait. Bobby Jindal. <laughs> now you did a wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that Indian Kenneth from <laughs> Third <Church? laughs> Oh, Indian Kenneth. Oh, Republican is. Indian Kenneth. Yeah. Well, no, no, you don't need to say Republican and Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth was clearly Republican. So, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Not, not uh, a homosexual So what are your favorite things about the movie? <laughs> um, 
But I mean, I it was like fun to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't. It's like, but nothing really stood out as like being like, oh my gosh, like that's so great. Yeah. It was very funny. Um, I didn't need him to not be wearing the Spider-Man suit for most of the movie. I Night wish monkey. that he was wearing. Yeah, Night monkey was funny. Like Night monkey? No, I mean, well, I get it. I, no, I, yeah, I, the Night monkey bit, whatever. But it's like at least they address the fact, like, yeah, it's going to be a problem if Spider-Man shows, it shows up in up. Europe. Sure. Yeah. I, so this would have been the time to give him the black suit, by the way. Yeah. Know, which yeah. no one's talking about. And I don't. I don't mean Venom. Yeah. I mean the black suit. You know, like the actual, you know, not the night monkey costume yes. with the white spider on him, which right. I guess mm, that might be problematic. Yeah, 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 it's Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. He, he also said, <laughs> yeah. said Spider-Man no, 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 I'm not Spider-Man. I'm just the same size it's with the, the spider it's on a, me. It's a, a Seinfeld thing. From the European What's the deal with no, the, the, the Jerry Seinfeld thing was like, Phil Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, I'm Phil Spider-Man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no, that's right. You didn't, but I'm asking the things you like. Yes, yes, yes. I know. And I'm actually having trouble because I enjoyed it's the fun. movie. No, no, and and look, but here's what I'll say to what you said about how it's funny. This is what I was saying after the, the fact was that I laughed more at this movie yeah, than it was any fun. comedy I've seen in the last five years. Right. I think. Yeah, you and said that in text because I just like there's so many good legitimate laughs. I laughed at them the second time. I yeah. knew they were coming and I yeah, still yeah. laughed. Uh, Happy was great. I was gonna say Happy stole the show. Happy yeah. in these he two did. movies, I, it's a little different than Happy in the Iron Man movies. Yeah. I, I so he was great in this movie. Yeah. One of my favorite moments is when at the end. And you think like who's Peter talking to? Uh-huh. And like, oh, is he like doing a video where he's gonna like reveal a secret identity? Oddly enough, he doesn't need to do that. But and then he's sitting down with Aunt May and with uh with Happy. Yeah. And they're yeah. not on the same page. That's very funny. It is very funny. It's like, no, it's a summer fling. <laughs> so, that could evolve into yeah. and she's like, no, not really. The thing yeah. is like, <laughs> like, I'm in love with Spider-Man's aunt. <laughs> For me, like it's so weird because I'm like it is absolutely like a very fun Spider-Man movie. It's a good Spider-Man movie, but it's kind of forgettable. And I'm more interested in watching Homecoming again than I am watching this one again. But I do have one thing that I want to happen, which is probably not going to happen. I think that John Favreau should direct the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, I think it would. I, I think it would be a great movie. I think it, that that I, would be a good move. I think he's a great director, and I, I don't know. He got a little gun shy after uh, Cowboys versus Aliens, which I didn't think was awful. It just he's gun shy because Disney he just did beating the shit out of Lion King. I think sure just did Lion King that's coming yeah. out like this week or next week. No, that's too bad. And yeah, I, wish Jungle Book. I, I wish he'd done something else. I I think, did, I, the Jungle Book I thought was okay. Disney's yeah. really just like milking him for everything that's worth. And I'm like, I wish he would do Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't Anyway, so I don't know. I mean, the, Swingers 2. My hot, Swingers, swingers 2, yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man Swingers that's 2. Right. I love that. Jeff, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Jeff. Um, Vince Vince Vaughn. I was like, what, Spider-Man? I don't know. We're just, so, we're just swinging around all the time. What, 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 what are you doing? With J.J. Jameson? He's so funny, huh? You think you're funny? <laughs> just talking fast. All yeah, time. just like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, uh, Will, we're going to let you go in a moment. Yes. And, uh, but this is a very important installment of the Blackcast because this is we're talking about a sequel to a Spider-Man movie yeah. and we're doing a special standalone episode on this yes. and what we're working on is beating the record for the previous longest episode of the Blackcast today you're going to do we're that? we're not going to yes we're going to record it all today that everybody hears it it's going to be released right after we finish it so we're going to do that record is two hours and 15 minutes oh my god so the goal yeah. is that this episode will be at least 
two hours and 16 minutes. Oh, my God. So right now we've got about an hour four. Yes. And I, I have a feeling in the future Jeff and I might talk for another half an hour or so. I, I don't really know. So I'm determined to future. make it, and we're going to raise zero dollars for Jerry's kids. Not okay. that they don't deserve it. Sure. But, you know, we're doing they a telethon. No, why are we supposed to support his kids? Well, like, get that's a, a good kid, question. Jerry Springer. So those kids have muscular dystrophy. It's a horrible disease. But if you want to make fun of it, go ahead. You know what I'm going to say to that? Oh, boy. So, you know, let me distance myself. Peter Tingle wasn't working. (laughs) Well, I've heard that about you. So, uh, Will, uh, what would it mean to you you. to be a part of a two-hour and 16-minute black cast? What does it feel like? Yeah, you're not going to be here at at 2.16. Probably none of you are going to be here except for me. I I mean, most of that episode was not us talking about Spider-Man, right? No, that's the problem. We got to like an hour and a half, and then we had to talk. There was a bunch of Coltrane's Corner that came before that. Probably more Coltrane's Corner than there was Spider-Man talk. Nah, maybe not. We ended up with like 45 minutes of Spider-Man talk, but then... Because I wasn't smart enough to be like, oh, I could have gone back and taken out the part where we said this is the Spider-Man episode. I never like wanted to give Bujenski right. more editing. Yes. But I should have because he's an idiot. <laughs> and uh, so that's how we ended up with a two-hour and 15-minute episode. Yeah. And that's how every episode back then I was remember that day yeah. at the studio. Yeah. And I was like waiting for my segment, yeah. right? Because we had to wait. So you'd bring Coltrane and you do Coltrane's Corner. And we couldn't all do it together. Or whatever. Know, I don't... At the inception of the black cast, you wanted everything to be separate. Well, there's one segment with all of us. Yeah. Then there was Guy Talk, which uh, got changed to Coltrane's Corner. I never started calling it that, but oh. that's a good name for it. He no. started calling it He that? started calling Coltrane's oh, Corner. I'm like, okay. that's fine. That's a good name. It was Guy Talk and Nerd Talk. And the Nerd Talk. Yeah. And the, and the Guy Talk was was with Ken, and the Nerd Talk was with you. And but it was of course, always it... Guy Talk for, or Coltrane's Corner first. So he could go home. So he could go home. Yes. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Sitting here, so I would just like sit around, and or I was like, "God so damn it!" This shit. Sit in the booth and hide and listen to you. That's right. Oh, that was a different time. I but remember yes. that that episode was going so long, and I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" <laughs> I just want to go home. I was like, "This shit's bullshit." I was waiting for an hour. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. I just we, and I don't know why I continued to do it that way because clearly uh, Ken was a bit more of a nerd than he let on, and you were always a bit more of a guy than you let on. I mean, you know. then I became single, and I was like, "I should start having sex." Yes. Yeah, and then I'm now I'm a guy. Now you're yeah. a guy. And I'm a single man. Yeah, because yeah. when you had married sex, you weren't really. I'm a no. power yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah. married Mar- sex. Is, married sex I is. I can't say what I want to say because it's 2019. Because you're married. Oh, no. married sex is what? If I say, oh boy, it's okay. Not optional. I can't say the word I want to say, and it's not funny if I don't say it. Ah, oh, damn. It. I don't want to edit it. What a waste. <sighs> What a waste. All right. But cover, cover the Ma- mic and tell us. Mouth it to yeah, us. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> okay. I like that. Marriage sex is for... <laughs> he said a good word, guys. He said it. Oh, he said it. I didn't say it. Oh, boy. I didn't say it. Yeah, Whoa. even though I didn't say it on mic. Oh, I knew it was funny. I knew if I used the euphemism, it's not funny. Like, if you said it was for a euphemism for that word, it's not funny. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, good luck on becoming Thank bench, you, press bench press guy. guy. Is bench press guy. I believe in your bench pressing skills. What movie is bench press guy going to be in in, the, MC, in, you know, in the MCU? He's oh. going to clearly be introduced in, in something in Phase 4. Yeah, yeah. his pot Pete and bench press guy. <laughs> They're going to team up. It's going to be its own movie. I yeah. can't wait. This yeah. is gonna be. It's just gonna be Pace Pot Pete um, pasting bench press. If guy Marvel said presses. they were coming out with a movie called Pace Pot Pete and Bench Press Guy, <laughs> and it was like a comedy about two villains, like I actually think that that would make lots of money. I, I would, would love that, that movie. That yeah. would actually be a that. hilarious buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's like two completely. Why doesn't Marvel start doing that? Like start making about? side goofy movies that exist <laughs> within the universe. I mean, yeah. they, they they put their toe in the water with Ant Man. You mm-hmm. know, like that. The Ant Man, especially the first one. 
was particularly silly. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, why don't you do a little bit? You know, I mean. And it's only going to cost you, like, you could do it for $10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, sure. just make a buddy comedy that exists within the Marvel Universe, and you're going to absolutely make more than $10 million in your opening weekend. And you have little cameos. That's going to cost you more money, probably. Yeah, of course. But anyway, peace out, Pete Mar- and Ben guy. I'm saying it now. I don't see Marvel. Kevin? Sounds 100% like a DC Universe show. Oh, oh, a show on the DC Universe yeah, stream. Mm-hmm. Which, the two buddy comedy which on, villains. Oh, on yeah. Will's way out, I'll say, to... I'll say the line that uh, I texted oh, him last right. night. Was the only thing that they could do to make me like Robin on Titans was to introduce Jason Todd and have him be a way bigger D-bag than Dick Grayson was. <laughs> You're and supposed to not a, like Jason Todd. He's such a douchebag. So I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm kind of on board. Uh, hey, I'm kind of on board with Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because oh, in the comics, Red Hood is like such a cool character, <laughs> and they do so well with no, him. But I, uh, yeah. in the '80s and the '90s, or whenever Jason Todd was Robin, mm-hmm. really when, when, the, when there was a clitoral hood, when, when, Robin. when there was a 900 number that said, "Do you want Jason Todd to live or die?" Murder him! Murder him! Yeah, yeah exactly. They did that for the show, well, and they said, "Keep him." Uh, let us know on Twitter if you want us to keep Will or to yes, uh, please. Murder him. Honestly, start a poll. Say oh, keep Will. No, because I don't. Do because if you see the poll and they say that they don't want you on, like, I don't have to do this fucking show anymore. No, no, no. I want them to say that they I kill me. me. Because then what happens is I'm still alive, and it means that I, that's how powerful I am. Oh, okay. So they can't. You're like a, you're Sith. You can't be killed. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Because this is literally Your hatred the, only makes me stronger. That's right. So wait, that's, that's so wait, that's if that's if Dennis Miller were a Sith Lord. Your hatred only makes me stronger. Quick, quick. Okay. I'm going to take over the universe. <laughs> Similar to this other random uh, aside and uh, reference you don't understand because it's even before my time. Vaudevillian, even. But, Will, if you weren't on the podcast, I would never see you. So you have to be on the podcast. Still haven't met your daughter, but that's just. You've been in my house? Oh, she wow. That's true. She's wow. sleeping, taking naps. She's, she takes a lot you of naps. You want to invite me over to like, hey, meet I'll make her, you feel bad. She her. fell off the slide at school today. How do you oh feel about God. that? Don't say that. Yeah, well, she did. Is she okay? She, she is. She's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. She has a little bump on her head. Because <laughs> like, we don't want to see that you're crying. All right, go kill it as bench press guy. Oh, He's Will has crying. left the building. It's just raining on his yeah. face. And, uh, Jeff, I want you to use that mic because it's better than the one that you were using. So they just put you on the no crappy Oh, Actually, no, it's your... not. It's just that Will was on it. No, no, actually, it is better. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> I could... What was wrong with it? it was I don't know. It was just down too low? I don't know what it was. It was. It sounded fine for a minute, and then it stopped sounding fine immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that, now that Will's gone, you know, he's really also, that word that I didn't say. He's yeah. such a one of those. He's yeah. definitely one of those. Also, now that we have a little, I'm, I'm less concerned about wasting time with things this I feel like a cat with a balloon <laughs> tied to my tail because I'll move and it moves I'm like what what is that Jesus Christ we forget every time it's there like it's still a it's little bit like, it's just a little it's a little disconcerting <laughs> go ahead you know you want to turn around and hit it go ahead and hit it hit the hit the balloon <laughs> Nick, he's a cat all the time. This is really freaking me out. <laughs> no, that's just you telling him he's a pussy. But anyway! Hey, nice. That was a video. I just filmed that. Nice. Yeah, Jeff with the balloon, me uh, calling your husband a pussy. <laughs> he's going to love right. that. I've only ever seen him in a men's room, so, Once. you know, twice, I think. Oh, twice Prepare to deal room. with the Hellcat. Yeah. All right, so uh, in the next, like, 20... That was a great Hellcat. In the next 20 minutes or so, uh, I think we both like the movie... I think both. I think the three of us like the movie more than Will did. Do you think yeah. that that's accurate? I mean, I enjoyed it. Or maybe, or maybe you didn't. Yeah, what, I, so, what? yeah so my opinion of the movie was that yeah. I did very Z much... and I have the same opinion on everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't Duh. know. I don't know where I am. I think I'm probably between you guys and Will. Like, I I feel like it's I might dirty, have liked it a little way. bit. Yeah, I very dirty. I, <laughs> I just want to be the... That, I just want to be... sweaty Oreo cookie sandwich. <laughs> I am the round hole, and you guys are all my pegs. Um... <laughs> 
Peg Bundy? Peg Bundy, yes. Wait, no. I'm all of your pigs. That's what it is. You can call me Peg Like Pete. I've seen a movie like that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I totally lost what I was. I, I All right, so the movie you're talking right about, you're sorry. Oh, oh, dislike. It. I no, okay. So I enjoyed it. I thought it yeah. was fun, but it's one of those movies where it's like everybody came out of it being like, "This was like the best fucking spider. Like this is the second best movie that Marvel's ever made." Or like everybody, no. a lot of people were. I, I, I mean, I'm not it. saying people didn't say that. A yeah. lot of people no, said that. I, I was really excited. You, you got to see it with me. You know, I was really into it. I thought it was fun. I had so much fun the whole time. Yeah. It was great. I wanted a movie that was just a fun movie, mm-hmm. and that's who Spider Man is. There's a little bit. Of, there's some dark moments. There's some brooding moments. But that's the Peter Parker I didn't read. That's mm-hmm. the stuff I don't like. This is what I wanted. It's fine to have a couple moments. But the fact that he's having fun, and I love Tom Holland because he's in high school. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, like this version of Spider-Man, I'm so glad we finally got because both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in high school in their first movie, and they both graduated from high school in their second movie because they were in their 30s. I get it. And I guess he's 20, 21. I don't know how old. 23. Tom, yeah, but he he looks like he's 12. Yeah. Yeah, so it's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think that it, it, it's able to be more fun. And I would say that, yeah, Homecoming is definitely a better movie, for sure, because Michael Keaton is so great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still talk about that sequence when he's driving them to the, the formal, to the Homecoming dance. And he's like, yeah, good old Spider-Man. And when Peter realizes, like, it's when like, he just, he's like, uh-oh. I know what's going on here. Michael Keaton and uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal are both phenomenal actors, like at the top of their game. And I, our game. And I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this, but it was like, to me, this was not Jake Gyllenhaal's best performance. Whereas with Keaton, that was like right after Birdman, and it was very much like when I felt like Keaton was like, oh, is he making a huge resurgence as like one of the best actors out there? Because everything he's doing is just fire. It's yeah. so good. And so I think because of all the people loving on this movie so much, it made me wonder, like, oh, I, guess, I don't think I loved it that much. So I, I kind of question how much I loved it. And I think I need to see it again without any expectations, without worrying about how other people's reactions to it, and to see how I feel about it then. Because I laughed. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I went along with it. But it was just like, I think the thing I love most in movies is being surprised by something mm-hmm. and there was no there's nothing they were going to surprise me with because it was like no shit I know Mysterio is a bad guy like right uh, Natasha my girlfriend she didn't know that because she just doesn't know anything about Spider-Man or, mm-hmm. or those things and because she's a girl and she's not smart yeah girls she's, aren't smart she's got a vagina and uh, <laughs> Vir- vagina <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was just like there was nothing that was gonna really like blow me out, uh, blow me away, or surprise me. And there was nothing that was like brand new. I think that's the other thing I really like in Marvel movies is when they bring me something that's totally new. Like, and so it seems like it's hard to do in the sequels, but there have been a few sequels that have done it, which has m- kind of created an expectation for me. Uh, best example of that is Thor three. It totally took everything that the first two movies built and used it to create an even more fun, interesting, developed character. And it kind of totally turned the Thor movies on their side in terms of tone, style, comedy, everything that like made the movie the like fun. Agreed. Kind of changed with that third one. So I know it's possible. They don't need to change things like that for Spider-Man, but it's just a matter of like when I go into a movie and it's just a retrend of something I enjoyed, I'll enjoy it again, but I will never walk away being like, oh, that was great, because I want something original. Like, 
the best movies are usually completely out of the blue. You have nothing. Like uh, there was a movie from 2011 that I still love, uh, Attack the Block. It's where John Boyega like right. came from before Star huh. Trek, uh, Star Wars. And same difference. Same I just, difference. I just wanted people to get mad. Uh, <laughs> and that movie, like nobody had heard of it when it came out in theaters. I saw it at like ArcLight, and still there was no one in the theater. And I walked out of that movie being like, "This is one of the best movies I've ever seen." Like it was so good because I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's it holds up. It's it's like low budget sci-fi, but it's there's nothing that makes it feel low budget. It's just like they took what they had. And made a really fun, interesting, original story from it. That was Doctor Who for me. Like, in the first reboot season that I watched it. Yeah. It was, like, low-budget sci-fi, but I fucking where, loved it. Where they did made it you work. start? Did you start with Eccleston? Or yeah, did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was, like, watching that, you know, the show had been on for a while. I'd seen a couple episodes. But it was, like, okay, I get that it's going to get to a point, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the mm-hmm. things that bother me about this one. Which... I don't think it was, but that first season of Doctor Who it looks like it was shot in standard def. It, yeah. it is actually high def, but it doesn't look like it. Nope. No. So nope. it's like it's like medium def. Or most def. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, I don't know, this was a really fun Spider-Man movie. And, like, you know, Will kind of quantifying it in that way. Yeah, it's not the best movie in the MCU, but you know what it is? It's like... Is the most fun MCU movie this year for sure. Like I liked Captain Marvel. I know that uh, some people like Zia didn't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. And for Jeff, me, Jeff, you didn't love it either. Um, what, Mark ben uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I yeah. didn't love it. It was fun, but it just yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, but I mean, this was fun. I want to be blown them. away when you introduce me to a character. Yeah. I want to walk away from that movie loving that character. Right. Being like, yeah. when, holy shit, I didn't realize when, what a fascinating when person Captain Marvel could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, and and like for the the yeah, flaws of it, when you that. meet Thor for the first time in Thor, like you're like, this is a really cool version no, of Thor. It. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, this is the most rewatchable, I would say, of any of the movies this year because Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen it three times, but that's nine hours and six minutes and Zia you saw the extended version with all the garbage extra yeah. stuff that is not worth it's seeing it's not worth seeing yeah. but I was happy because I got to see it for the second yeah, time you actually before. Had to, yeah. yeah I had I just saw to, those but... two times the yeah. original like from the side and then the 3D viewing and after that I was like I've seen it enough times. Yeah, like, now I I'm got good it. with it. Yeah, and yeah, the fact that they didn't have a lot of like good extra footage for when they put it back in theaters to try and break the record and beat Avatar means that even the Blu-ray is not going to be that great. There's not going to be that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, hey Zia, where are you going? Damn it! <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> I was really trying to. No, I know you were being you were being slick, and I I had to go and turn off the uh, producer mic in the booth, so I had a reason to get up. You just have a small bladder, small and bladder. and. I, I did actually. It was uh, it was impressive. Turtle power. It was turtle power. But I, I don't know. We, it was a, it was fun. But yeah, I mean, look, there's probably things wrong with it. But it's it's probably so uh, on a dry erase board in here. I've written out all the Spider-Man movies, and I included Spider Verse because it's so great. I think if it was just like an average animated feature film, you know, like there, I probably wouldn't have put if it. If it was on like this. lip service for, if it was a yeah. Nickelodeon movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Or if you know, if like Disney XD made a movie, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah. "What if we put it in theaters?" You know, I'd still fucking watch it because uh, I yeah. loved that uh, no, Disney XD yeah, this, Spider Show. But I, but this wouldn't great. be yeah. nearly the same level. So I'm looking at all the uh, eight Spider-Man movies, which are the three Sam. Raimi, the two with Andrew Garfield, I guess the two Mark Webbs, and uh, Homecoming, Far From Home, Spider-Verse in between. And for me, my favorite one is still Spider-Man 2, because I think that that was, it was like the, the perfect 
Well, Doc Ock was great. I, I thought that uh, that that was fantastic. I think that worked really well. And a lot of times, they say, it's the same thing with the X-Men series. The second one, I think, is the best because they spent more money on it than they did in the first one. Yeah. That's a big problem. I with certainly the agree one. with that with X-Men. Yeah. I think I have an interesting perspective on the two Spider-Man movies. Go ahead. Because I was in bad boy school when two came out. Okay. So I saw the first one in theaters. Right. I was so fucking hyped on it because yeah. I always loved superheroes. Sure. And I remember when that first Spider-Man movie came out, it was like... I was into the bullshit Creed Nickelback music that they were playing, Evanescence, over and over again, you know? Uh, I had the Spider-Man video game for, like, PlayStation that I was playing. Like, I remember just getting really into it, and I loved that movie. And the second one came out, and I still really loved it, but it was like I didn't get to have that experience everybody else got where it's like you get this idea promoted to you, you get hyped up for it, and then you go see it in the theater, and it's got this huge payoff on this big screen. Like... I had to watch it on a standard deaf shitty tube TV in like a room with thirteen other smelly boys. Right, so that's that's not going to be enjoyable. And also, it probably wasn't letterbox. It was probably like what they call pan and scan, which they used to do for the old square TVs because yeah. you you didn't use the full frame. You just chose what was important in the frame, and you literally panned and scanned through the image. Uh, so, but I, I'm should I assume that you've seen it since then? Yeah, and it, it, that's the thing. I totally enjoy it. I totally see why everybody loves it so much. And I agree that it's a phenomenal film. Like, there's nothing wrong with Amazing Spider-Man 2. I just... Everyone always talks about it. It's like their favorite Spider-Man movie. And I'm like, I think to have a, to have enjoyed it that much, you needed to have enjoyed that overall cultural impact. It's like the difference between watching a stand-up comedy on your laptop by yourself in the dark and going to a show. Like, yeah, if you absolutely. go to the show, you'll hit that point where you can't breathe because you're laughing right. so hard. You'll never have that when you're watching by yourself. No, no. I had that once. No, okay, so you can't, it happens pressure. sometimes. That's, of course, that's fair. That's fair. Of course, but, I'm, I, I, ma- I masturbate both times when I'm watching no stand-up at home and then also at the club. You yeah. know, that's really that's why so I sit front row. That's why I sit front row for Louis C.K. because... Revenge. Taste of his own medicine. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if I can get in his mouth, even better. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's just for Will from having been in the episode. And he's like gone now. He's like, what did you guys talk about after I left? So, uh, Zia, I, I've put all of the theatrical Spider-Man movies on the dry erase board there. Okay. And I was just trying to come up with where I'm ranking this. And for me, Spider-Man 2 is still the best one for me. And I think Homecoming is my second favorite I like the Andrew Garfield movies, though, and I know I a lot of people. Do. I like I like them both. I Amazing Spider-Man like One them. is better because Amazing Spider-Man Two, honestly, Jamie Foxx is Electro. That does not work. Uh, that there's no part of that that really worked for me. Okay, yeah. uh, it, it it had potential. Yeah, I get that. Like him as the guy before his Electro was all right, but then once he became the the blue, like I don't know, I just didn't. It just didn't. He was bad, but to me, the kid who plays Harry Osborn was worse. Oh. That guy's not great. No. Yeah, Dane DeHaan, I think, is that dude's name. Yeah, he wasn't great. You're absolutely right. Especially because before that, we had. Um What's his face? Is Harry we had, Osborn? We, we had Franco. James Franco. Franco. Yeah, Franco, yeah. And yeah. That he actually was really good. He was in that good. Role, yeah. So no, no, like, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And then you get that other kid who so, I think was, had something to do with Voldemort, Harry Potter. But you would know. Dane DeHaan. He was in Valerian and the City or Million Cities, right. whatever it was. And he was in um, that uh, Cure for Wellness movie. He's been in a few things. Mm-hmm. But Amazing Spider Man 1 has uh, the lizard. And I think that that mm-hmm. just works a lot better. You yeah. know, I, I think that, that as a great, like a Spider Man movie, you know. And also found it interesting in those movies, they actually give us some idea that of like the importance of his parents. Yeah. Which I, it's like you, you. Th- 
it just it doesn't totally as someone who has like lost a parent when I was young, like it doesn't really like it so shapes you. There's like I don't oh care God, how t- yeah. how tight you are with yeah. your aunt and uncle, like you're not going to ever talk about the fact your parents are dead. Right. Like, come and, on. And Peter does remember his parents. It's not like they, they died when he was like one or two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was old enough. Like we see that. And yeah, they were definitely setting up something. Cause that's like, after I started, after I stopped reading comics, they do stuff where his parents, it turns out were secret agents. And I think that they actually weren't dead or whatever, Whoa. which could have been interesting because they clearly were setting that, setting that up in the, I think that's in the beginning of amazing Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. And that we finally, get to see them because there's like a there's like a plane sequence or whatever and uh you know and look we get we do get who, who do we have we have sally field as aunt may and of course martin sheen is uncle ben mm-hmm. i think those yeah. are both great yeah. so that first amazing spider-man that's probably so i'm gonna probably go spider-man 2 amazing no no sorry spider-man 2 homecoming amazing spider-man and i'm just gonna do three uh that's just i think that's I would what put it is for spider-verse me. over amazing spider-man i do love spider-verse You're i right. really really, really love that I don't. I would say that Spider Verse doesn't come out ahead of uh, Homecoming for me, but mm. it's so good that it's almost like a, it, it could be a tie with with any of those. I would really yeah. put those two kind of at yeah. a tie at no, the top I for agree. me, just because like Homecoming, I really enjoyed because it was even. I'd actually put almost a three way tie that the Spider Man one with the, the two thousand two. Okay, yeah. Toby Maguire bring one. That one up. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, Spider Verse and Homecoming, like all essentially like origin films, because they all were so original in their own ways that I really just walked out of them being like, oh, I I love this Spider Man. I want to see what's going on. Whereas with the Andrew Garfield, to no fault of his own, it was just one of those like. Because that was one of the first times in recent memory where they just totally recast a superhero, like, way too quickly, it felt like. It was really quick. Compared to any time they've ever done that before, like, they usually give it a little bit of time, and it was like, we got Spider-Man 3, we're all kind of thinking Spider-Man 4 is coming out, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, oh, actually, they've totally recast Spider-Man, they're going with this whole new direction. And I remember being like... They're do- Wait, what? Well, it, it felt very soon, but let's not forget the uh, quick transition from Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer to George Clooney. For like, sure. That all happened really quickly. But those were all, to me, this a bat. Like, you could have kind of had all those Batmans progressing yeah. through one storyline. That's true. Because no, it's true. like you have the first Batman, and it's like he's this whatever loner. Then, second Batman's still Tim Burton, so they're building on it. Yeah, that's and then true. you have the Val Kilmer ones where we introduce Robin and Batgirl and the other shit. So. Yeah, but this was like a complete reboot. And then you got, instead of um, Mary Jane, you got Gwen Stacy. It was like a whole. Yeah. Well, that's what I like. There was story. a difference. I, I, I like you know, that. the idea that Mary Jane. You know, he ends up married to her, and then I know not married to her because he strikes a deal with the devil. I get it; it's stupid. But he ends up married to Mary Jane, so that that is a love of his life. But I I liked that they went with Gwen Stacy. I thought that that was cool for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, especially because in the first Spider-Man they have Green Goblin throw Mary Jane off the bridge, and then she doesn't die. So you know, it's a. I think that you know they, I don't know they they elevated Mary Jane's importance in his story, which it streamlines it. It's a movie; it's fine. But what did you want to say? about uh, Spider-Man, the one from 2002. Yeah, I think that's up there with one of my favorites, just because I think it was the first one, and it was so exciting to see, Mm. and you hadn't seen anything like it, and I liked Tobey Maguire in it, and it told a good story. Willem Dafoe was amazing in everything. Uh, and it's like he's definitely just chomping on the the scenery there. Like oh, he's, yeah. but it's like it's perfect for the part that he's playing, especially once he becomes a Green Goblin. And again, this is what we said about the first X Men. This is two thousand two. 
we didn't have good superhero movies, yeah. period. We really didn't have good Marvel superhero movies. You know, like, I, I don't know if X2 came out. I think it came out after Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. But yeah, didn't it didn't come out in, like... Yeah, they, 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 but that, that's not the point. The point is that there were only a couple, and this was the first one with Spider-Man. Like, I finally got to see Spider-Man on the screen. I did like it. I just prefer Spider-Man 2. Like, if I were to keep going down through the list, Spider-Man 1 is ahead of Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, definitely from Spider-Man 3, and uh, and ahead of Far From Home. That's the problem I'm having is, like, figuring out where I put this. It's probably... A top five, but high middle be. of the pack. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. But it might be like at number five out of eight, you know. So that's uh, then I don't know. I was gonna say too uh, on the William Defoe point. I think one thing that I I always find really to be a test of how good I feel an actor is is when they end up having to act off of themselves. So it's like you watch William Defoe acting off of himself as both the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn, and mm-hmm. those scenes are phenomenal. Right. Um, Michael Fassbender did it good in that Alien Convention, whatever that last Alien movie, Covenant, Covenant, Covenant yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where he had to play <laughs> two convention. robots and yeah. he was doing it. But I and I remember pointing that out because at the same time was that shitty Netflix movie like What Happened to Monday, where Numi Rapis plays seven versions of herself. I put that on my list of stuff to Don't watch. watch it. No, it's okay, stupid. that's good to know. I haven't even heard <laughs> of it, and now I know I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Stupid. It had a, it, it sounded you, interesting. You can you watch it, it if you have like, if, uh, but just like watch it knowing that it's going to be dumb, and then. You hit a point where you're like, I, is this going to get better? Should I keep watching? And it's not. It's not. Okay, Turn good. it off. <laughs> um, but it's like there's a so there's seven of her, and so the idea is you're only there's only you're only allowed to have one kid, and this lady had seven kids, so there she's she's herself for uh, one of the daughters gets to live the same life like the life of this one person that they're all being they get to take one turns. day a week so there's Monday Tuesday they're named oh, okay. the day of the week that they get to live the life of sounds interesting it's a fascinating premise but it's like when she ends up having to act off of herself because she's playing seven sisters she's fucking terrible like she can't uh. do it and it looks bad and it feels bad and you can like it's like when an actor doesn't know how to do it properly, you you get to the point where you're like, oh, I can see the cut almost. Like I can see where your image has been inserted onto the scene with the others of you because you're so bad at acting off yourself. Oh. Yeah, Thanks. well, and seven would be hard for I think a lot of people. It's a, you know? it's a real but, stretch, but it's like even when it's you know one on one scenes, it's a yeah. problem. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to rank. I look. I like this movie. It's fun. It, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's also I, we've talked about this before. It's our fifth movie with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. It's only mm-hmm. our second Spider-Man movie with him. But it's like I feel like we know him really well, mm-hmm. and we've never gotten his his origin story, which I certainly didn't need in Amazing Spider-Man because we had just had it. Like it felt like two movies ago. It was yeah. three movies ago, but whatever. You know, it's like sometimes it's just like yeah, just hit the ground running. I like him a lot as Spider-Man. He's our Spider. Spider-Man right now. I've liked all three of the Spider-Mans. It's hard to say. I I like the choice of the young Spider-Man, as I've said. Uh, if he's him for a while, that's great. I don't know how much longer he's going to be Spider-Man, but uh, I don't. I really, I they really talked about him getting like nine Spider-Man movies. Great, like Holy I, this, shit. the high school trilogy, a college trilogy, and an adulthood trilogy. Right. I'm well, fine I, with that. I mean, look, he you got to make him somehow look older. He becomes a grad student in the <laughs> comics, you know, so it's it it, it, it can track if they want. And if they want some of the cartoons, right? Aren't there uh, cartoons? Well, he definitely, he definitely goes. 
was a college. I don't. I don't yeah. remember in the in the nineties. He's definitely the nineties cartoon. He's in college because Professor Connor is. Oh yeah, a yeah, right, exactly. Okay, yeah, there you go. So I don't know. I mean, look, there's a lot of a lot of high points in, in the in it for me. I mean, I love the uh, the Tony Stark glasses, mm-hmm. uh, Edith, even dead. I'm the hero. Just like little. <laughs> yeah, nod. that shit was hilarious. And <laughs> the 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 Betty and Ned stuff was hysterical. And uh, we talked about this on one of the shows, but uh, after we saw it together, every once in a while, not every day, every few days, I'll text Zia, <laughs> just all caps, I miss you. And then she knows now. She texts me back. I miss you, too. Oh, no, no I, miss I miss you more. more. Sorry, Jeez. I miss you more. I fucked that yeah. up. Wow. So yeah. So just because it, we la- I, I laughed so, so hard dumb. at it because they were, you know, because he sees it with the glasses and they're sitting next to each other. I miss so, you. So good. I know. So it's real. So, I love that. So real. I, and, and, and I love that they break up at the end. And, say, and they're, they're not like, they don't hate each no, other. No, they're, they're just like, fine with it. They're like, hey, you know, I was different then. You know, and people grow apart. Ned's great. I love Ned. I'm so glad he's in here. And, and just the idea that he ended up with Betty was not something I saw coming. And that actress who plays Betty, she looks like she's like nine. I don't know. She's so young looking. She's perfect. Yeah. You know, she actually looks like a high school kid. Uh, and speaking of I that, I loved guy, also that I loved that they used the blip and the the snap to create right. that the comedy with that kid who like grew up. Brad. And yeah. it's like it's so genuine because it's like even if this kid is now your age and looks the same, none of those kids would treat him as their peer. Right, they would exactly. all treat him as like the much younger than them and they'd yeah. be like, Brad, shut up, you're a child. Yeah. Like, I'm the same look, age as you. I just think it's a it's a necessary convention in telling the stories of the Spider-Man standalone series of movies. Like you're just like, no, yeah, all your main characters did disappear. You know, what is the likelihood? I don't know. Just deal with it. Aunt May disappeared too. It's fine. Okay, just just go from there. Yeah, but like, these are these did are things we need that, Aunt May to have cried alone for five years. How would that help shape right, the Spider-Man universe right, exactly. in any way? She never had to really miss him. Just like, oh, he's going to space with his buddy Tony. All right, hey, where did I, where did but everything she didn't go? Even, did she even? She wouldn't have even known he went to space because it was like he was oh, yeah, on the right. school bus and that's then right. he was gone. Yeah, that's and then true. they all disappeared within like forty-eight and, hours. And then five that's years true. later, they come back. That's true. It's a great point. I have no so, idea. So uh, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It, does, it, does it bother you to use it? I mean, the the, the the what the unlikeliness of the way that the blip would work no because this is things that people write about it's it's a question that somebody had for us in the chat on marvel movie news when what, we did our spoiler the way that people like, no, it was more like what did we think of of the criticism of the blip and i'm like oh, i think it's stupid to criticize it it's just it's what, like what is the criticism with that the, that oh so that all these people disappear for five years and nobody else it was like yeah just well yeah because it's, it's a random 50 yeah. percent that's a lot of but, people yeah but it's also like of course these people disappeared. Don't you remember the whole thing where it's like we went... Th- <laughs> like, Spider-Man disappeared. So, yes, his peers disappeared. Like, I don't understand why yeah. that would no, be I crazy. Don't. And, no. Yeah, well... Some I, stayed and some disappeared. I, like, it's not... Also, like, I alluded, to, I alluded to it in the beginning of this episode. It gave us that great opening montage of the the really bad tribute with, with Getty Images planted right on something. Our friend Jason so Blair, good. who, so who does, uh, I think he does, uh, like, intellectual property law. He loved that because that's, of course, intellectual property being, you know, <laughs> being not paid for. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, it was so great. And to start with the announcements, which was actually, like, something that my wife didn't remember that we had those announcements in Homecoming. Because 
only saw it once because, you know, she's good after one. She doesn't need to watch it four, five, six, seven, eight times. That's fine. Uh, so, I don't know. I think that having that was cool. I'm glad that Martin Starr is still his teacher. Mm-hmm. Love me some J.B. Smoove. Yes. Martin Starr and J.B. Smoove were great in this yeah. movie. I, so good. I would like to see them in another movie not playing these characters or, or playing these characters, but just it would be in great to see together. them again. Yeah, because I like them together. I think yeah. it's very funny. It's like, I'm taking really a Xanax. You know, I just, yeah, I think that and that I was I love great. the moment, too, at the, at the end when they're on the bridge and Martin Starr goes, I'm trying my best! Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, his camera uh, falls in the water when he takes a selfie. It just doesn't happen when you thought it would. Yeah. You know, he's like, he actually gets it, and then he almost drops it, and then he has it, and then he looks at it and drops and it. It strikes it's him like, as such a lonely man. His wife yeah. takes off on him and pretends oh, that he cheats that, that was one of my favorite lines in the movie. That I, so I left her and was like, yeah, so... My wife pretended that she got blipped or how I don't know if he said snapped or like so yeah. funny. And I was just like, oh, that would have totally happened to this character. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, what a great scam. I love their use of um of uh, ACDC though, and then also the way that of course, why would a high school kid know who the fuck ACDC is? So he's like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. That was one of your like, other big laughs. That was one of my that big was like, laughs. That was probably number two to the uh, to the here. web shooter. I was yeah. gonna bring this up when we were talking about Happy earlier. I got so much anxiety and frustration when Happy landed in that tulip field. I'm like, there's so many better places to be landing yeah. rather you than destroying yeah, all those flowers. Because I'm like, that is clearly a very well-groomed garden. Who would land a fucking jet? <laughs> that would be like, oh, is that your nice, expensive uh, fountain? Let me just... <laughs> That's not something I thought about. You're absolutely right. But do you think that there was an airport in that city? I, there's probably a field not filled with assorted <laughs> colors of flowers. Have you, ever been to so the, have, have you ever been to the Netherlands? Yes, I spent, it's That's where I did the, my semester abroad. Wait, right. seriously? In a castle in the Netherlands. Clearly, I, I didn't know everything about you. Are people really that nice? Yeah, super nice. Oh, that's oh yeah. awesome. Do they speak can, English well? Yeah, super oh well. My yeah. God. Oh, when you go everywhere, except for except They for thought here. I was we Dutch suck. because they're all giant blonde people. Yeah. And so they would talk to me in Dutch, and I'd be like, uh, English. And be like, oh, no problem. We can speak Dutch. <laughs> no problem. So they, they all talk like no ho Yeah, no, they, but that's really how they speak. They're like, oh, no problem. Yes, uh-huh. we can do this. Oh, <laughs> we can that's, do I want to go so bad. I want to go there into Sweden. Have you ever been anywhere outside the country? Yeah, I've been to Australia. Dublin's cool. What? You went to Australia? Yeah, my ex-husband's Australian. I forgot. You did tell me that. All right. Well, we'll Dublin's dope. That'll go go on the list. You've been in Dublin, too? I've been all over here. I've been far from home. I've been to so let's see where where are the places he went I didn't go to Venice but I went to Rome and Florence I've been there I've been to Prague I've been there I've been to London I've been there Uh, where else did he go Holland I went there I've been to Amsterdam but not like wherever that field was yeah I've been I've been to Amsterdam yeah that's true yeah so oh I didn't go to Berlin but I went to like Black Forest in Germany and Freiburg I forgot I did go to the Black Forest is like right where Nick has family there it's cool we went to Treeburg which had the biggest cuckoo clock in the world. Yeah, Did you when, say tree beard? Tree beard. Tree beard. Oh. They said tree beard. I was like, there's I, a fucking tree beard there? Yeah. When, I did, <laughs> when I did my backpacking trip uh, around Europe, uh, I, I had to have something, had to get squeezed out, and it was just Germany as a whole. I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't need it. Really? I want to go to Germany. It's I, I was like, interested, but I was just like, I'm so much more interested. Like, I want to go to Prague. Yeah. Prague I had, is way I, cool. I had, to, I had to meet a friend in the south of Spain so that we could take a ferry to, to Morocco. Barcelona. So, and, Barcelona was so cool. Barcelona was great. Yeah, I like Barcelona more than Madrid. And... Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, killing me. just being in Morocco, because so now I've been to Africa and I can mm. say I've been to Africa. Look at you. Uh, but well, so the reason I went was because like I didn't go after college and I because I was like, ah, my friend I thought I was going to go didn't want to go. And then I spent two years like kicking myself. I was like, God damn it. Why didn't I backpack around Europe? Yeah. So then I worked for a shitty TV show in 2002 and I had a friend who was then graduating from NYU and, and she was going to go backpacking. I'm like, well, great, because I'm going to go now because I didn't. And it was like I was so much more determined to go. Uh, funny side story. When I first met my wife, she was about to start her senior year of college. And I was like, well, the one thing you have to do after you graduate is go backpack and run Europe. I had no idea that fast forward a year, she's going to be my girlfriend and going to leave me for like two months. <laughs> and I was like, hey, wait, what? You're like, what kind of <laughs> asshole gave me that advice? <laughs> now that we're together, you shouldn't go backpacking through Europe. Yeah. That's a well, bad idea. What I should have done is I should have gone with her, but yeah, then I, I felt like she would have had more fun without me. But at least at that point in my life. I probably, Actually, no, I guess that's true. Well, because it's me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, because it's you. Sure. But, but no, because then she has she, she has to go off and do that after college. And then you guys got married and had kids. It worked out. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, But that's not what this she episode's about. She has spent years about. with your ass. Hmm? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in any event, uh, look, Paris... Uh, that was oh, in the movie. That was in the movie. I've been there. I went there. Yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. Just, it was Versailles. Uh, didn't go to Versailles. Disneyland Paris. Uh, no. Uh, Suck ha- it. Uh, 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 Hong Kong Disneyland. Tokyo oh, Disneyland. Fuck you. Boom. I didn't drop the mic. I went to Europa Park in Europe, which has the highest roller coaster and no safety standards. There was like there was no safety standards. It was a rainy day, so there was no one there. And we get we like went through this one like log ride or whatever and got to the end. And he's like, You want to go again? We're like, No, get us out. (laughs) I had that I had that happen once I was at Disney World, it was a rainy day, and we were on Splash Mountain and you know, you get more wet. And and then like they were like, Do you want to go again? We're like Yes, yeah. but you know that's Disneyland versus whatever. What, what, what's it called? Park. Europa Park, and they had like they had a mouse, like Johan Mouse, and it's like this <laughs> weird mouse guy, and he's just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm find not some pictures. Mouse, of please find Johan Mouse. Johan Mouse. Uh, well, uh, oh, so there'll be more Spider-Man talk momentarily. We already got rid of some dead weight from the studio when Will left. We're gonna get rid of some more dead weight, and Z is going to uh, trade out for my friend Brad, who is not Brad from the movie, but Brad Moore and my friend, wow. past Black Cast guest. Not, not who, as cool. It, well, not as cool as that. If we had that, Brad. If no, that I Brad. think I think. Brad Moran would concede that Brad from the movie <laughs> is cooler than he is, at least uh, at least taller. And actually, Brad is a pretty tall guy, so maybe not. Uh, but uh, so we're go- but Zia, uh, are there final thoughts? I know you and I have spent a few shows already talking about, about Spider-Man: Far From Home. As always, the black cast is, is always our just dirty leftovers, you know. Yeah. But what are some of the things that I'm glad you mentioned? The I love Led Zeppelin because that was very funny. Oh, it was great. Uh, just some overall thoughts on the film. I mean, just overall, I guess I'm kind of, I feel similar to, well, Jeff and a lot of people. I, I While I did really, really enjoy it, it was really good. It was really fun. It was like a nice refresher after watching Endgame where you're just like, holy shit, the stakes are so high. And oh my God, that's Johan Mouse. <laughs> Is that you Is in the that picture? You? Yeah, that's me from like 2008. You look you... like you're 12. That's All right. So, like a very overgrown It's like 12 10 years ago. So plus. To, so to tie in with the release of this episode, are you are you okay <laughs> tweeting that out on Insta or putting that so out? Wait, on, that one. Are you okay that putting one. that out on Instagram? It's on Facebook right now. Well, yeah, but I need you to put, put a new yes. post on Instagram yes. tied into this. So at Jeff Duray, you're going to see a picture of Johan Mouse. We're going to get into that before we get into yeah. taking the photos of my photos. Yes, yes. which um, we have to talk about in another to. episode because we don't have the time now. This no. is what always happens. <laughs> oh, also, this saying? was a creepy oh. old lady statue that we saw on a bench. It's like on a bench. There's just creepy. 
lady's a real old lady. That's the crazy part. Okay. So Zia, with your Jerry Springer final thoughts. Um. Yes. So yeah. I. But it's it's just one of those movies. It was a solid movie. I always love watching Tom Holland. It made me laugh a lot. It was just overall, it was a really. It was like a really good movie. I watched it twice. I'm good. Um, yeah, like that's pretty much where I'm at with that. It was a fucking good movie. I, I watched it a couple of times. I'll probably watch it again, but now I want to go back and watch the first three, well, first two Spider Man and then. Yeah, I really don't want to see Topher <laughs> Grace. I'm just gonna as piss. Brock. I'm gonna I don't, I don't piss, need to see that. Miss. I'm gonna miss. piss all over it. I'm gonna piss all over it. <laughs> Well, you might be into that. But anyway, Jeff, yeah, thank you be. so much. Uh, you are going to stick around, and we're going to talk to Brad. But Zia, thank you for your time. If people want to find you on Twitter and Instagram, where do they go? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's both XIA underscore land. Um, Jeff, I now have 1,336 followers. I'm sure it's going to go up it's and down. It's all because of me. It's all, all because of you. All because people Look. want to see... Like the side of my ball sticking out. <laughs> yeah, some, some I mean, look. Oh yeah, it, it's clearly why I hatched this idea and why it's what I want to see. And all people need to do is go to Zia's Instagram, and in any of those pictures, if you want to see Jeff pose like that in a similar, if not the same outfit, you just tag Jeff in the comments. Yeah. We'll see it. We'll see it. It helps if you tag at Jeff DeRay and at Blackcast, but you don't have to do it. Just tag Jeff. That's tag the important Jeff. part. Yes. And we'll talk about it in a future installment of the Blackcast. And you can, of course, follow Jeff at Jeff DeRay. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> but we'll be right back. Back with me, Jeff DeRay, and joined in studio by uh, uh, Can you please Australia. just pronounce my name right one time? It's Dergay, okay? Fuck. I wanted to pronounce it that way, but look, it's 2019, and uh, I believe it's der-questioning. That's true. Der-choosing. Der-ambiguous. Der-wiener-schnitzel. Special guest in studio now for this segment. Uh, Jeff is special in a different way, the mm -hmm. short bus way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, we have we, we have a different sort of Jeff here. But what we have in studio is, of course, the one and only Brad Moore and making a triumphant return here to the Blackcast. Also here to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, sir. Which you've seen here in the United States. I have. I uh, was just saying to Jeff that uh, I was at a really scary uh, barbecue on the 4th of July, and okay. we started talking on Facebook, and you said that I needed to go see the movie, and so well, we could I talk about it. Well, I thought it would be good if we were going to talk about it that you had yeah. seen it first. And That was great. We've already had the lion's share of our conversation with Will, Jeff, Zia, and myself. Wink. And so everyone's already heard that. Mm -hmm. But what we don't have, Brad, is your thoughts on the movie. So yes, uh, we would like to get not the foreigner, but the American in a foreign land 
interpretation. The far from home. Like what you did there, nice. You know one thing that you're not, Jeff. Far from homo. (laughs) (laughs) They're gay with the wind. Sorry. Wait, is that is that Will? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So Brad, what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? It was fine. I'm just <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine if that was the reaction. <laughs> no, no, it was fine. great. I loved it. It was it it felt really, really good. And actually, um, because I knew I was gonna come on today, I actually spent a lot of time thinking about it. And um you are a massive Spider Man fan. It's true. Yes, massive. And I know that you love the comics, you love you know I, the movies, I, the television I'm, shows. I'm Dirk props. Gay for Spider Man. Sorry, Absolutely. sorry to interrupt. Which universe is the massive Spider Man in? The massive Spider-Man. You mean the the eight hundred pound, eight hundred pound bedridden my, Spider-Man. My, my eight hundred pound Spider-Man. Life, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's got bed sores. He's Spider-Man. Oh. Spider-Man. Spider-Man shits right into a bedpan. Anyway, that's my favorite one. But yes, uh, huge fan of Spider-Man one. going uh, way back to. As I've talked about on the podcast, uh, Spider-Man is amazing friends. Uh, it was really my first exposure to the character, and mm-hmm. I just loved him, and I started reading the comics. And, uh, you know, I, I think that some characters you can kind of you can kind of fall in and out of love with, but mm-hmm. uh, Spidey, look, because I didn't read him when they did Brand New Day and, you know, Mephisto undid his relationship mm-hmm. with Mary Jane and when Aunt May died and Amazing Spider-Man 400 and said, I always knew you were Spider-Man and I, I was just looking at it in the grocery store because I didn't buy it, but I was like, what's going on in 400? <laughs> I always knew you were Spider-Man. I was like, no, no you didn't. No, you didn't. I put it down and I don't think, I think the next time I actually bought one was issue 800, which oh, was wow. just a few months ago. So, yeah, I, I choose to remember my golden era Spider-Man and... And uh, I try to, Jeff Chagrin, I try to be accepting in my heart of Miles Morales, but I'm always going to be a, a Peter guy. A, yeah. Well, first of all, in, in the one way, but also the, a Peter Parker guy. I'm always going to be a Peter Parker guy. Well, I mean, the nostalgia is so, it's so strong with the yeah. characters that we grew up with. And I think one of the things that, I mean, makes Spider-Man so approachable is the fact that he's sort of the everyman superhero. Uh, and I will sort of bring this full circle back to sure. the movie in a sec, but... Um, having been, I'm in the States visiting clearly. Um, and when I was home, I dug into the old comics and, you know, dug out some comics from upstairs and I absolutely loved revisiting Captain America, Spider-Man, all these characters. Do you remember, we don't have to get too bogged down, but Mm. like what stories, if you remember issue numbers, it's fine, but what sort of stories were you digging out of the attic when you were looking, Spidey in particular, since we're talking about him? So my first Spider-Man comic that I bought off the news rack was, um, and I think this ties back to something we were talking about off air, it was actually one of the Who's the Hobgoblin stories, um, because I was a big fan of Cap, and I was reading The Scourge, um, sort of saga that was going on through that comic. The, the justice is served, justice sort of is, yeah. killing off minor characters, which was a brutal way to do it. But yes. I always thought it. I thought it was such a, a great touch, and it's something that I don't know. I'd like to see in the mm-hmm. MCU or the Marvel TV universe or something. It just scourge going around and killing your your grade D villains, right? You know, like. Sorry, paste pot Pete. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but anyway. So, so you, uh, who is the hobgoblin? Which that's sort of a little bit later uh, than I was talking to Brad off air mm-hmm. about how I recently, within the last year, I read for the first time Amazing Spider-Man two thirty-eight through two fifty-one, which is the original hobgoblin arc, and it's just how great those stories were. Yeah, they were first fantastic. Of all, they were drawn by John Romita Jr. The artwork's amazing, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Roger Stern and Tom DeFalco. I think during that era. 
before uh, David Michelini came in. But at the same time, it's like the stories are so good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they're so much better than anything I read in later years and certainly right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And they're not like the most memorable stories. They're, you know, Hobgoblin is, of mm-hmm. course, a very memorable character. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a, an arc with Vulture in there. I think there's Electro, Absorbing mm-hmm. Man. There's all this other stuff that happens. And like these are all great, you know. And uh, so it just it reminds you when you read these comics, especially from when you were a kid, just how important they were to you. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the that issue that I'm talking about is the one where um, the Hobgoblin, it, you know, frames Flash as being the Hobgoblin. Right. And then Scourge tries to kill Flash in the police station. And, you know, as a kid, I read that for the first time. And of course, from the cartoon that like, you were talking about, I knew Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends. But then reading that, I went, this is amazing. I need to get more of this in my life. And I got a bunch of back issues and started reading Spidey forward. But Spidey never rung for me uh, quite the way it did for you. Um, like a pro. I did love the fact that it, I mean, it was, he's the everyman character. You can, you can relate. He's had a bad day. But part of, I think, part of it, maybe because I was a huge cat fan and he was like, remember kids, drink your milk. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. It was, it was, it was I, a little too everyman. Maybe it was I, the, like things never worked out for him. Yeah. And I, when going back to the movie, I kind of, I mean, coming off of Endgame, it, how would you have, you know, the everyday, you know, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in that world? And I think that the movie did a really good job of sort of connecting the two, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I liked how it had a, a happy ending, so to speak. Um, now, spoilers, when you get to the well, post we're all talking about spoilers exactly. this whole episode, so it's fine, yeah. I loved the movie as it stood until the credits. And then when they, you know, outed Peter Parker at the end, it was like, oh, that actually almost left a bad taste in my mouth. Really? Yeah. And I, it was a great, it was a great post-credit scene, but sure. I wish it wasn't there. Well, the way that I was talking about the movie after I saw it, because uh, I am, of course, in show business. Oh, yeah. I was able to go to a press screening and I couldn't talk about it. But what I would say to people is obviously it's a Marvel movie. You never leave until the mm-hmm. lights come on. Come on. You, you need to know this at this point. And what I said was when you see the post credit scenes, you are going to feel very different about what you just watched yeah. because it, it kind of changes everything. It, for you, it seems to have negated it. For me, it's more like it opened a window into whatever the next movie's going to yeah. be. So, yes, when he swings off with MJ at the end of the movie proper, you're like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Oh, it's a fun Spidey movie. Yeah. And then you got this extra thing. And then, of course, we have J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. which we which did talk amazing. about earlier. But I love that it's this reimagined J. Jonah Jameson as sort of this internet conspiracy theory. He's basically the Alex Jones uh, mm-hmm. Infowars J. Jonah Jameson. He's like, oh, you know, we got the lizard people out there, including the lizard man, and I don't trust Spider-Man. He's basically that guy. And I I thought it was really cool, and I just got more excited. And I never do this in the movies. I said this already, but I'm going to tell you, Brad, because mm-hmm. you didn't hear it, that I actually applauded when I saw J. Jonah Jameson. Right? It was just my reaction. Uh, so, Jeff, did you feel... What did you think when you saw that first... We're talking about the first post-credit scene, right? Yeah, now. and I definitely want to get to the we'll second one. We'll get to the one. second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. talking about J.K. J- yeah, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Yeah. J.K. is J.J. J.K. is J.J. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously that was fun. I actually don't have a problem with it because I think the idea of a unmasked Spider-Man is a lot more modern mm. than the idea of this kid being able to maintain anonymity. I think that's why he's lost it progressively through every movie. Like, first, nobody knows, then Ned knows, then his uh, aunt knows, then MJ knows. Because it's too obvious. Like, the idea that Tony Stark was hanging out with this one kid who he gave an yeah. internship to that... It wasn't like he kept that part secret. Mm -hmm, we yeah. all know who like Iron Man was and that he had a kid protege. We all know that uh, Spider-Man keeps... Uh, I mean, in this movie, they, they broke away from it, but like the idea of Spider-Man was that he was super fucking local. Mm -hmm. So it's just like That's... it doesn't make any sense that his neighborhood wouldn't know who he is yeah. right. and that you could operate in this small area and uh, anonymous character like interacting with villains that seem only to give a shit about queens all of a sudden. It's right. just... It, it needed to be more broad. It needed totally. to be like, hey, here's Peter Parker. We live in a, uh, an information age where you can't keep secrets like right. that. So what would it be like if you're living in today's age trying to still protect your family and your loved ones and this idea that's still going to be important to Spider-Man because it's a big part of who he is where you have his primary motivation is he let one of his loved ones die. That's what his whole motivation to become a hero, at least the way it's always been painted. Mm -hmm. So now we have those stakes, and it's not like the boring way where it's like, mm, Doc Ock figured it out. Is he going to go capture her or just yeah. stab her in the mm -hmm. face? Like Now it's like, <laughs> yeah. we know what's going to happen. Like Let's go from there. What so I, I'm, I'm all right with it in that sense. Yeah, two things. First, uh, as a Mets fan, nobody gives a shit about Queens. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh. Number two, the... Interesting thing about the way that the MCU has operated, and Spider-Man is now part of the MCU, obviously, ever since Civil War, is that no, almost no one has a secret identity. There are a couple of exceptions, number sure. one being Spider-Man, if you want to include the Netflix shows, and this was brought up on Marvel Movie News uh, on the Popcorn Talk when we did our spoiler-filled reaction, which you can find, it's out there. We talked about how, if you include the shows, you also have Daredevil, mm -hmm. and not said on the show, and I thought about it after the fact, is... Uh, Iron Fist, sort of, because he mm. kind of wears the mask, but really... But even Iron of, Fist, it's like he's wearing a big old, like, yeah. Rand R on his right. thing. He's exactly. like, who am I? Right. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'll concede that it's just Spidey and Daredevil, and, you know, Daredevil is not going to have any new stories for a while. So really, Peter was the only one with a secret identity. Right. And if you read the Civil War comics, which uh, I was not a fan of, at least the way they ended, mm -hmm. uh, he actually unmasks himself, and he's like, hi, I'm Peter Parker, I've been Spider-Man, since I was 15 years old and I think at this point he's only like 25 even though mm. it had been 45 years whatever don't exactly. just don't and yeah. we move on past that so each I think issue is one day has <laughs> right so, so yeah exactly yeah. so Amazing Spider-Man so 801 yeah, exactly. is 800 days after Amazing Fantasy 15 and I think it, it'll work and I think it'll be interesting I don't think it's going to be devastating because honestly it, it just means that he's probably not going to be in high school anymore right and uh the joke that i came up with when we talked about it you know the first one's called homecoming this one's called far from home spider-man homeschooled so yeah, we've already exactly. solved it mm -hmm. we've already got that figured out spider-man homeless he's just living as a bum <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he's like yeah i still got my powers but i feel like i feel like i don't deserve them yeah so i'm going well to i mean it, 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 during the when at the beginning he's visiting aunt may's um Charity event. It's a charity event. Yeah. And he's backstage and his mask is constantly off and it's coming on, coming off, coming on, coming off. I'm like, how is this 
at all keeping a secret identity. Like, I know it's sure, really happy, Happy's the one who walks in, but if it yeah. hadn't been Happy, exactly. I don't think that the mask was fast the, enough. The fact that he's there with Aunt May, like, what is the context under right. which Aunt May all of a sudden knows Spider-Man, Spider-Man and yeah. can invite mm-hmm. him over to events? Yeah, like my friend Spider-Man. Like, really? What? You and, know, uh, you know that kid and, that appears out of nowhere and, in a costume. And That's by cool. the way, yeah. uh, wouldn't you think Peter would be at this event? Yeah, right. Here's uh, what would really happen if if Aunt May showed up with Spider-Man like that. They'd be like, listen, we're pretty sure that Spider-Man's a child, so this makes this like a really inappropriate, you know, Mm -hmm. like teacher-student type relationship from the 80s. we've kind of alluded to it a few times, but you do have to understand that to most people, they do assume that Spider-Man's an adult. They think he's Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't so sound like for a, be a Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. For a man. But you don't usually like hear like his this. voice. Yeah. Usually. Now when he's like talking to everybody at that charity event. So uh, but in general, and if you think of all the movies, all mm-hmm. well the the three Sam Raimi, the the two well, I guess those are both Mark Webb, but the two Andrew Garfield and and these two. Well, I guess technically this is the fifth movie with Tom Holland as Spider-Man, which is crazy because we had It is crazy. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. uh, Civil War, Infinity War and Endgame. So those are all movies that he's been Spider-Man in addition to these. Uh, there is usually the impression that he is a man, but you're absolutely right. It's, for anybody who knows Aunt May and knows Peter, it's like, yep, what, where's, what? where's Peter at the moment? <laughs> exactly. And I, I think it'll be interesting to have that. I thought that the first part of the post credit scene was very funny because we have the web-swinging scene with Mary Jane, who is not the same character as MJ, mm-hmm. in I think it's the first or the second Spider-Man, I think, but whichever one, the 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 Kirsten Dunst Mary Jane, and of course we have the flying scene with Superman in the first Richard Donner Superman, mm-hmm. and I just like that she her hair's all messed up, <laughs> exactly and she right, it and she's never going to do it again. again. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's fun, and I'm that like, that seems oh. so much more realistic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm you- like. That was All of a sudden, people love to ride roller coasters with no safety yeah, belts yeah, and fly exactly, through the yeah. air. That's not terrifying yeah. at all. No. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's it, it, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, that's a fun post-credit scene. She's yeah. never doing that again. And then there's this, this other layer, mm-hmm. and then another layer on top of it being you know, Jonah Jameson. So also, knowing that I couldn't talk about it for a week was this like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about this. Right. And kind of like, I love the movie, as I said, but I really just wanted to talk about that. Yeah, totally. I really only wanted to talk about that one. The second post-credit scene, a little, but I mostly wanted to talk about the first one. You should just post a picture of bugles and say spoiler free spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, free spoiler. Um, now, but now you want to talk about the other one. Well, I do. But before we get to that, yeah. I had a Jeff Duray moment in the uh, in the in the cinema. Uh, uh, so somebody somebody talking that shouldn't have been. Well, something like that. So there was some. So I, as a, I may have said this on air or off, but um, I went on the Fourth of July and I had just left a really terrible barbecue to uh, to go to this. And uh, hey, whose barbecue was it? It's Let's my sister's. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I hope I, you're not listening, like, Melissa. You think you know whatever's less than zero, and I know that's a it's a Robert Downey Jr. movie, but whatever less than zero is, that's the chance that Melissa is listening to this. Yeah, exactly. Right now. It's not her not her speed, not her speed at all. No. Well, to be fair, I wasn't feeling well, so it was like the idea of going outside and drinking, you know, warm beer in a in a backyard in Boston and listening to country music was 
hell at that point. But anyway, so I went to this nice air-conditioned cinema, sat down, watched the movie, and there was a group of kids, you know, boisterous Boston youths doing their, hey, dude, like, fucking piss off. And, um, fucking retarded. But uh, as soon as... Don't be a queer. Yeah, pretty much. That's, well, I think that got said at least six times. But, you know, it was like, fine. It was like, oh, I'm back in Boston. I can deal with it. This is cool. (laughs) But as soon as that uh, first post-credit scene happened... Um, that whole crew, you know, was quiet until they said the Peter Parker thing and to flash the picture, and they started screaming obscenities um, at the screen, and one of them threw their shoe at the screen. Fuck you, Mysterio! Yeah, exactly! Why would you do that, Hall? Get your goddamn fishball off the screen! Donnie Darko, this is not your movie! Hey, I can fucking quit you, all right, Brokeback? Yes. So, so, yeah. so I was so just like, they threw a shoe at the screen. They threw a shoe at the screen. I was, they were, they were so mad. Where was this theater? Was this in Boston? Was yeah, this it, was uh, Fresh it? Pond in between. Uh, okay, so not quite was, in Boston. So it was like Cambridge. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cambridge yeah. is that, Boston that, enough. That, that, yeah, that right? Actually, yeah. I, I wanted. I wanted to figure out a scenario where, like, well, honestly, for some reason, I went to a theater in Quincy. No, 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 yeah, no. It was close to the house, but it yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, just a lot of upset uh, Bostonian youth. It was but just they it, just didn't like the fact that Peter was out. Yeah, mm. I was shocked. I was like, wow, I didn't like that, but I definitely didn't throw my shoe. No, I mean, wasn't that what somebody I mean, did to W way back when? Threw their uh, shoe yes, in the president. He was doing yeah, that yeah, right. Press conference overseas somewhere, and you know what? You can say what you want about George W. Bush. He, quick reaction, ducked, did yeah. not get hit by the mm-hmm. shoe. Exactly. So, you know, maybe maybe he was used to shoes getting thrown, thrown at him. Uh, so, well, let's talk about the other uh, post credits scene, okay. the actual post credit scene, because that's the mid credit scene. We have to make these distinctions. So, what did you think about that revelation? Would, would just just knowing me personally, was there anything that made you think that I would enjoy that? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, the the music playing over the car radio. A message to well, you, Rudy. The message to you, Rudy, which I thought was great, which yeah. was one of those things that. When you're really a nerd and you're reading the credits, yes, and you right? see that it says a message to mm-hmm. you, Rudy, I was, saw that. was in the movie. I'm like, well, if they cut that out, did I miss it? Or we're yeah. about to hear it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll give away an actor that you see because you'll see their name in the credits. You're like, wait, I, I don't remember seeing them. And, and I don't think Ben Mendelsohn has a credit. I think that they managed to not do that. They okay. didn't ruin the movie that way. But anyway, I knew that that song was <laughs> They just yeah. do a big old like end credit scene with his face like Ben Metal. Like, I was in this <laughs> too. So I got paid. Obviously you liked the music, but what did you like did what did you think about the scroll reveal? Well I thought that was great because um Nick Fury kind of plays the dick dad in this yeah. movie. And I, I you know I like the Nick Fury character. I, I think Sam Jackson does a good job of it and I was thinking he's you know, this is a little over the top for that character throughout. And the second that it was the Skrulls, I was like, oh, this makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of times where once you see that, it kind of takes you back in the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you think it's Nick and Maria Hill, they're making small talk in, as a scene, as they enter a scene. And they're yeah. like talking about Cree sleeper cells. Right. And so then when you see that, you're like, oh, yeah. Right. And then some people had said on one of the Marvel shows that I do, someone in the chat said after the trailer came out that uh, Nick Fury wouldn't say, you've been to space, bitch. By the way, I completely disagree. (laughs) I do think that the Nick Fury played by Sam Jackson would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that it makes a little bit more sense 
if it's Talos, who clearly, when he did his research, he saw snakes on a plane. Absolutely. And he's like, oh, Nick Fury was in snakes on a plane, so mm -hmm. I'm going to do it like that. So secondary uh, nerding la layer, right? Yeah. Star Wars exists in Spider-Man's universe since he's right. been building Death Stars and everything. Yes. So do the prequels exist, in which case did Ben Mendelsohn play Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu? You just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the answer is yes. Okay. He definitely did because he's got the purple. Uh, he's got well, he's got the lightsaber that says "Bad mm -hmm. Motherfucker." Mm -hmm. That's why he wanted the purple to match his eyes. Yeah. I, th <laughs> I thought that uh, nice. it was a cool reveal. It was an interesting reveal. Yeah, I love that. And I was like, all right, you know, there are people that are annoyed by it, but I'm like, I was kind of fine. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was good. It's fine. Uh, it obviously raises the question of you know, then real Fury is on the other end of the phone. He's like, got to get back to work, and they're like, well, what the fuck is he up yeah, to? Where sword. Is he? Well, yeah, I think it is actually. It, it, there's, there's, but there's so many other things that lead to that, and the fact that we don't actually have the slate of the rest of the Marvel movies. They're saving it for Comic Con, or I believe D twenty three. They're going to do TV at one and movies at the other for sure. And once we have that, then we're going to know because like we know they're making an Eternals movie, but they mm -hmm. haven't actually officially announced it. We know there's a Black Panther two. We know there's a Doctor Strange two. Uh, and we know they're actually filming Black Widow, and they still haven't said there's a Black Widow movie, but we've seen photos from the set. Right. They're clearly making a Black Widow movie. So beyond that, we don't really know. And I think that there's going to be some sequels that we know are coming, but I think there will be a few that will be surprised. You know, uh, when, when like Civil War originally got announced, it was an event at the El Capitan, and they first had on the screen it said Captain America Serpent Society which you might remember that yes. from the 90s love it and uh, Diamondback I, I, needs to be I, in I the would, movie yeah I would like to see Diamondback but then during the presentation he's like I don't we're gonna change that and then it changed to uh, Civil War and everybody freaked oh. out so there's something big planned like that mm -hmm. were you gonna say something Jeff sorry I was gonna say I think S.W.O.R.D. could open up a good way to bring in like Kang the Conqueror mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. we've already introduced time travel introduced and stuff so time travel yeah. And I, I, yeah, so I think that there's a lot of it. So Especially because I would think that actually Endgame would be more of an impetus for a time traveler like Kang to be like, oh, right. you guys are messing with the timeline. Yeah. Well, hey. That yeah, was exactly. one of those this thoughts that I had after Endgame that I don't think I mentioned on this show, the Black Cast, despite you know, talking about in-game for five episodes. I, I didn't mention this idea, but I think that makes the most sense, that it's not going to be one of the next couple movies. Mm -hmm. But I think that they definitely got Kang the Conqueror's attention. Uh, one of the things we were talking about earlier, Jeff, and I kind of wanted to get your personal thoughts on your connection to Spidey. So did you start seeing Spider-Man on the 90s animated series? How did you first find him? Uh, that's a good question. Probably the 90s animated series, but I definitely remember having a Green Goblin VHS of Spider-Man and Friends, like the old oh, school yes. Spider-Man and Friends with sure. the Green Goblin Hell episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching that VHS or whatever. It, I remember specifically have like a memory of watching that and like Power Rangers. So nice. It was around that time in my yeah. life. Winning um, around all over the place. But all yeah, I loved all the 90s, like Spider-Man and X-Men. Like, those are what kind of, without ever really getting into the comic books yeah. uh, or thinking about them specifically as, like, the comic books. Because I still, I got comic books when I would go to camp, but it was never of anything specific. It was just, like, what looked cool when we'd go mm -hmm. to the comic store. I'd right. buy, like, a huge stack, and then my mom would send one to me each day so I'd have something to read during, like, downtime. And this, awesome. is, this is real camp, not bad boys. Camp. No, this was real regular boys yeah. camp. This is for, good this, boys this school. This is for decent boys. Yeah, yeah. this is good boys school. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not Pinocchio's secret camp. And but, yeah. Boys who don't disappoint their mother. <laughs> <laughs> it was a... Uh, it was a Camp Cabian on Lake Winnipesaukee in Whoa. New Hampshire. Oh, somebody was just up there. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. family reunions at Lake Winnipesaukee every year. Yep, Beautiful. my mom went to Deer Run and Brookwoods, which is just a couple coves down. That's another famous like big camp on mm-hmm. the lake. And uh, they f- had riflery my first couple years because this hey. was pre-Columbine, and then Columbine happened, and they got rid of that. Yeah, real exactly. Quick. I was, like, dope at riflery. I was 10 years old. I got a 47 out of 50 at, like, 50 yards, like, laying down prone with a 22. I, I'm surprised that uh, your life has gone the way it I has. I could have it, been a murderer. <laughs> I, I think you could have been a sharpshooter. You yeah. could have been one of those... Well, the, the Hurt Locker was defusing bombs, but... Uh, what American was the, Sniper. Y- yeah, uh, yeah that's Bradley the one I was Cooper. thinking of. Yeah. Well, that was, the that guy was, that that was Marky Mark, right? was American Sniper. Bur- no, that was Bradley, Bradley Cooper. That was Bradley Cooper. Who's the one I'm thinking of that Marky Mark did? Mark, was, Mark uh, Lone did Survivor. Shooter. Lone Survivor. Shooter and Lone Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yes, you could be Bradley Cooper. So, wait, you could be Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. See, we figured it all out. Boom. Rocket Raccoon went into that room <laughs> only to find Gideon's Bible. So, Brad, overall thoughts. Uh, you liked Spider-Man, and Jeff and I have, are not going to rehash our thoughts on the movie. Yeah. But uh, just on the Loved whole, it. If you had to give it a letter grade as you are a teacher, uh, what letter would you give it? I'd give it a strong A. I mean, I, okay. I walked out loving it. Um, I know, look, just me personally, um, what I – that whole, you know, a little too many heavy is the head sort of um, Spider-Man – story arcs from the comic books and everything else, it's not super my cup of tea these days. I have enough problems in real life sure. to think about, you know, I don't really yeah. want that in my comic books. However, um, man, it was an awesome movie. It it had all the right feel-good moments. It it played a little bit like an 80s movie with the boy-girl on a school trip kind of feeling, which, which was awesome, you know. It, I loved it. It had all the right nostalgic nods. It was a lot of uh, Marvel nods, obviously. I thought the whole trying to live up to Tony's legacy was fantastic. I'm glad how it com- you know comes good at the end. Uh, I just I just loved it. It was a great ride, and I thought it was a great way to end this phase of the MCU. Yes, it was phase three, as it were. And I think they did have a good balance, because you're right, there are definitely times where Spider-Man can get far too broody and dark, and it's not the Spider-Man that I like. That's probably why I liked rereading those stories from mm. 1983, where like the biggest problem in his life was that Aunt May was mad at him for dropping out of grad school. Right. And like and I'm like, yeah, that's good. Let's leave it. Nobody's mm-hmm. dead. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything terribly wrong. You know, the black suit comes into his life right after that. That's still fine. You know, Mary Jane still doesn't want to marry him. Mm-hmm. You know? so, and then, you know, then things start to unravel a little bit and uh, you know, when Sp- Amazing Spider Man's in the early three hundreds, talking about issue numbers, I was still reading it, but they, they lost me like mid Venom Carnage because it was just yeah, like it was there's always a new reason for Venom and Carnage to fight and I'm like, Yeah, I don't like this no. anymore. And uh, so I like when I feel like a Spider Man story captures the the excitement of what I liked when I was a kid and having Tom Holland as young Spider Man I think yeah. really does that. Uh, I think I've said this before that when the current Spider-Man was a Spider-Man, I thought Tobey Maguire did a great job. I really liked Andrew Garfield, especially in the scenes with Emma Stone. Mm. The two of them, I think, were amazing. Those are some of... I think he might be my favorite Peter Parker because of that relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so hard to say. But then Tom Holland comes along and he's like, oh, no, he's the best. Right. And he's he's better in different ways. The biggest one being the fact that he's actually a kid. So, any yes. final thoughts on uh, Amazing Spider-Man? Actually, this movie is called Spider-Man: Far From Home. Jeff, 
Uh, anything else that we haven't already said? Uh, yeah, I really found Jamie Foxx's performance uninspired. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not a good movie. He phoned it in. Well, yeah. Yeah. that's what we're going for, as we talked about earlier in the episode. We're uh, still not quite there yet. We're uh, going to set the record of uh, length and girth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hit it too hard. Of Black Cast. The uh, we are, Cast. We are not... At two hours and 16 minutes yet. So we will continue on. But before we move on, Brad has a, a final thought. He's got a Jerry Springer final thought. I do. Well, it's it's about the MCU. It's about what's coming next. And uh, you, you mentioned the movies. And the last time I was on, I talked about how excited I was for the Infinity War movies because we were going to get my Captain America. And as I said, I'm a massive Captain America fan. Sure. Um, that's the Captain America in the black suit, the captain. Like, once he lost his shield post... Um, Civil War, and I just well, that's not that's not post Civil War. That's a, that's a different well in the MCU. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he, when he became the captain, yes, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the you're right, the MCU Civil War. Right. He basically was the captain. We didn't really see that much of him as the captain. No, though, did we? Yeah. but it, it just gave you enough nods to yeah. like he's a badass off yeah. off camera, and then he comes back with his crew, and it's awesome. And I am so excited that we are getting um, Sam Wilson as. Cap, I think that's amazing, and I can't wait to see what the you know the Falcon Bucky show, because um, apparently that's rumored to be a TV show, perhaps well, coming yeah, up. That's so. There's going to be you might not know this because you are in Australia. There's going to be a Disney Plus is a streaming service that we're right. going to have here, and I'm sure that content will find its way onto other things. I'm sure we can pay for it somehow. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll sell it to you on iTunes mm-hmm. directly or something. But that's one of the shows, and when the show was announced, it was called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right. and essentially now. It's like, okay, well, is it Captain America and the Winter Soldier? And the funny thing is it was the only one of the shows that they actually unveiled a logo for, and it's the one that you think it's most likely to have the name change. So <laughs> That's why they showed you their old logo. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, you just... can shit on this all you want. We're changing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It won't matter. And we were listening to you. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. So I can't wait to find out in really just a few short weeks what is next, and uh, I look forward to that. But yeah. we live on in this moment where we talk more about... Spider-Man Far From Home. Sorry about that digression. Right after this. Christian Blatt's still here with Jeff DeRay. Jeff, you haven't left. No, I never leave. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> Thank God. I'm so glad. But also with us, if we were going to talk about a Marvel superhero movie, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, there's only one person that I'd want to talk to. Unfortunately, Stanley has passed away. So number two on that list, the one and only Rob Lorich. Rob, thanks for being here on the Blackcast again. Thanks for having me, Christian and Jeff. It's so great to have all three of us in the same room together to talk about Marvel movies. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. It really just seems like we're all here together. There's... Fun fact, uh, Rob was actually the inspiration for the Marvel character, The Collector. 
Uh, that sounds about accurate. I, is, I think that is not inaccurate because I do believe you have Howard the Duck locked in a glass case. <laughs> Everything I have is for sale. Whoever wants it. <laughs> hey, that's not a, kidding. That sounds like someone else that we know. Uh, someone uh, who might be part of a of an internationally popular rock band. I believe everything is for sale when uh, Gene Simmons is concerned. It's a mutual friend of ours, anyway. So, Rob. Jeff and I have been talking for a long time, a long time. We've had, we had Zia and Will earlier, and then just before the break, we had my friend Brad visiting from Australia. But now it's Rob's turn. It's Rob's time. So please let us know what you thought of Spider-Man Far From Home. It's all right. <laughs> okay. No, it was, no, I liked it. It was very good. Um, I've already uh, seen it once. Okay, fair. And um, I went in, honestly, with pretty low expectations. Because there is, I think, this natural post-Avengers letdown now. Sure. Or, I shouldn't say letdown, but maybe come down where after, was it was Ant-Man after Age of Ultron? Mm-hmm. The first Ant-Man was, yeah. yeah. And, then and, the second, that, and then the second Ant-Man came after Infinity War. Yeah, so you had the first Ant-Man after that. And it, I like Ant-Man a lot, it's fine. It's no reflection on that. But that film had nothing to do with the massive event things that happened that preceded it. Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and Wasp, same thing, essentially. Captain Marvel was 20 years prior, so it didn't have any effect on, well, direct uh, correlation to what happened in, in Infinity War. And same five, with Ant-Man and Wasp. four, three, two, one. Oh, we my God, we've done it! We are the my friend. <laughs> yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now set the record for longest broadcast ever, a record that I didn't think would ever actually be eclipsed i didn't think would ever actually be beaten because why would you do more than two hours and 15 minutes of anything and expect someone to listen to it jeff your thoughts on being part of this for a second there i thought you were going to lead up to giving rob about five seconds to talk about the thing before you interrupted him no 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 i wanted to give him a little bit more time because i thought it was it was a little funnier uh and yeah rob to to let you in on on this this is now the longest black cast ever and you were here when it happened how did it feel? It is all right. Yeah, that's about right, because I interrupted you. But you may not know, but our previous record was Blackcast number 60, which was our episode where we talked about Amazing Spider-Man 2, the second Andrew Garfield movie. So Will Sterling put this idea in my head probably about a year ago that we should break the record with the second of the Tom Holland movies, although technically he's been in five movies now, but the second standalone Spider-Man movie. And... I came so close. We were so close. (laughs) We recorded enough segments uh, where it added up with music to two hours and 13 minutes. Did you know the reason they actually recast Andrew Garfield is because he refused to work on Mondays? Uh, Yes, I believe you've said that before. (laughs) And uh, he would only allow lasagna to be served on set. Anyway, let's get back to normal Wait, I just got that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, what I liked about far from home was that it was a little bit more of a, a of a breath of of fresh air a little breath of fun air after endgame which was amazing but i was okay with it but so did you not like that it wasn't as tied into the overall universe as as say the last couple had been well no that's what i was saying before you interrupted me with that completely spontaneous <laughs> yeah that <laughs> No, um, no, but I was going to say, as opposed to those other post-Avengers movies, this one had very much to do with what preceded it. Right. It, it felt like continuation of it. 
Um, so yeah, I went in thinking like, okay, maybe this is okay. It, this should be good. But you know, I don't get to see 37 heroes. You're seeing one and you're kind of becoming spoiled. I am at least, I think, with that. Yeah. But um, this, obviously, Tony Stark casts a huge shadow over this entire film. And it really was about positioning, in the bigger picture, positioning Spider-Man for the phase four where they're going right. in the future of the MCU. So I thought it was really good. The more I thought about it, I thought it was great. As the, the days after I saw the film, usually it's the opposite. We come off of a, a movie high, like oh that was great, and then you, you know it wasn't it wasn't the best, but it was really good. And then after sometimes you're, you you change your opinion outright and just don't like something, and realize I just want to like some of these movies and some of these big big genre films and these franchises I've loved my whole life. But this I thought was a really 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 good movie. Yeah, I thought it was fun, and I, I said earlier that it was fun, and it was also really funny in that it is funnier than, I don't know, I like I said before, I can't think of a comedy in the last, like, five years that I laughed at more than I laughed at this movie. Because, it, I don't know, it was just that funny, and it also worked. What did you think of the big reveal for Mysterio? I thought it was great. I think just like, they were, everyone talks about the problem with the MCU villains. They don't have great villains. And I've never, I've never really agreed with that, in part because I... I don't think they're terrible. I don't, I've never read a comic book in my life because of a villain. I've read because of the heroes. Yeah, a better villain makes for overall a better story, but to me that's very secondary. That being said, I think Mysterio is, for me, maybe top five Marvel villains in the MCU. I thought that was terrific. And that's coming off the Vulture, which was another surprise from the previous film. Yeah, they did a good job in taking these classic Spider-Man villains and really Some of them are weird them. concepts. It's yeah. a weird concept. Well, Mysterio you know? in particular. I mean, the fact that they were able to incorporate the fishbowl head was amazing. Mm. I was great. Both, both Mysterio and the Vulture are so... Um, they're very, like, real villains, right? Like, yeah. they're ones that are... They're not practical in that, like, I, I don't, I'm not imagining a guy going to fly around with wings, but it's like, given the technology that's very prevalent in this world, it's like, oh, yeah, I could totally see how a guy would make a suit doing that thing for both of them. I just feel like it's nice to see that uh, Spider-Man has been able to start with more practical villains so that you, you actually have somewhere to go. You can build up to a Venom or something else if you wanted to because you haven't just gone right into – because even though like you set it up with like the trailers on purpose to trick people with like, oh, multiverses and maybe yeah. Mysterio really – this is a Mysterio who does yeah. have magic powers. You're like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. Yeah. But – I just think that that's a really interesting way to go with Spider-Man. So I appreciate the villains that he's had well, that, so far. That's a, if I can interject, that's a great point, is how you said they're real-world villains, is both of his villains now aren't trying to take over the world or, or become the most powerful being in the universe. They feel that they got screwed, yeah. both of them. And yeah. they're like, I'm going to get mine. And that's, that's more of a real world. That's realistic, you know? And if you think of the classic Spidey villains, you know, their goal is like Sandman wasn't looking to take over the world. And, you know, a Green Goblin was a rich guy who needed a hobby. You know, if, if a bat had thrown, flown through his window, maybe he would have become the Batman. But instead, he's a Green Goblin. Yeah, it was actually a typo that created the Hobgoblin. He was the Hobby Goblin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that's true. He had, he had a lot of train sets. <laughs> I and, have that issue. Yeah. A, I believe that's Amazing Spider-Man 237. <laughs> yep. Super inside joke, but that's all right. That's fine. And I thought, it, yeah, because look, when he's shown up in Avengers movies, those have been big scale. Like even Civil War, that was obviously a 
domestic dispute between Cap and Iron Man, but the obviously going to space and all that, that's on another level. And I'm glad that the the standalone Spider-Man movies aren't on that track at this point. It's mm-hmm. fine that they wanted to include him in that, but I do think that that would be too fast for, well, too fast for love, but also too fast for Peter at this point. So oh. uh, I, I do like that. I, I look, he tries to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, just the neighborhood extends to Europe this time around. Yeah. Uh, what were uh, what what kind of stood out for you as like the sequences that you thought were the best in the film, Rob? Uh, I got a I got a big kick out of uh, what was his name, Night Monkey. Night Monkey, I did like <laughs> Night Monkey. Yeah, uh, that I got a kick out of that. Um, a lot of the third act stuff was great. Uh, and again, back to the real world thing about these villains, even though they're small comparatively to some of the big world dominating villains. Like Mysterio tried to shoot a kid in the head. Yeah, they're, they're no less villainous or evil. Yeah. It's just small scale. And I'm like, that's really a heavy thing. When I thought about it, like a couple of days later, I'm like, no, he tried to shoot a kid in the head. He threatened, he was trying to kill other kids and threatened to kill, you know, their family or whatever. I just, I like that. I'm kind of, maybe it's a little bit of post. People keep talking about superhero, superhero burnout, which I'll never have entirely. But the big event stuff does kind of, there's only so many CGI army Lord of the Rings scale army battles I can handle. And you kind of start to it kind of blurs into just a big, you know, video game. Uh, and that's a bit of a pessimistic take on it. But every once in a while, I, that gets to me, too. Even in The Last Avengers, I, I still love the movie. But the first time, I'm like, oh, God, I don't need to see 10,000 people fighting 10,000 other things. And there was these, uh, and there there was no chance that one of those portals could have opened and the defenders from Netflix could have popped out. Like that no. was too much to ask apparently. Everybody was there except for except for, you know, Hell's Kitchen's mightiest heroes. Yeah, but yes. why they they're they're protecting Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's true. They're very busy. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. Thanos sent a lot of minions directly to Hell's Kitchen because they Hell's wanted Kitchen to Hell's Kitchen is pr- is protected by Netflix legal wizards. <laughs> that's true. They are stronger than uh, even than all the Infinity Stones put together. I'm just, but, no, these, but the smaller stories, these kind of little more intimate villains, I think are um, I'm kind of prefer. Uh, as far as standout sequences, not oh, overall. I thought one of the reasons I thought this was a great Spider-Man film is it's a great representation of a Spider-Man comic book. And, and the, the two examples I cite is the one when they're on the bus and Peter accidentally orders the drone strike mm, on that kid. Yeah. That's the a, whole. That's a very sounds, Peter's Peter move, <laughs> trying yeah, to kill Brad. And the kind of goofiness of the of the humor in that scene, and him going, "Oh, look, a baby goat!" And they all look, and then he jumps up the top, shoots the drone, comes back down. That's comic booky stuff. The other one is all that Mysterio when he'd get like the two times he got him into like the kind of trippy zone. Yeah, he was he was faking him out with all the you know hallucin- hallucinating type uh, hallucinogenic effects. That sequence where you see Peter and then it's snowing and the camera pulls back and he's in a snow globe, then it pulls back further and it's Mysterio's head. That is straight up comic book um, imagery. Yeah. That's not just old, like him striking a pose like they all do in their movies or certain, you know, uh, uh, certain lines, their signature lines or their signature moves. That's straight up comic book in- imagery. So stuff like that, I don't think we've seen that I can think of since Doctor Strange. When, when he went into the dark dimension, it was literally just um, they took Steve Ditko's art and brought it to life. Yeah, which obviously that would also I, I be the ins- that, that would also be the inspiration for the visual look of Doctor right. Strange as well. Those both Steve Ditko. 
What were you going to say, point. Jeff? I was just going to say, um, what are your guys' feelings about these theories that are circulating that the, all the drones that got shut down were the Edith ones, but technically Quentin and his team still had a whole bunch of drones they, they had been using before they got control of Edith so he could have faked his death? I mean, it's entirely possible uh, that sure. he's not dead, and and you know, because Peter does ask Edith and says, is, "Is this an illusion?" and she said that they've all been disabled. Yeah, but I she think would he, only control her own drones. Right, so she, she wouldn't. wouldn't control that's what I'm saying. So she wouldn't know, and that's an entirely valid theory. I don't need to see him in the next movie. If they want to bring him back, give me something else in the next. I one. think you you make him survive. For a Sinister Six, yeah, if you do fair. want to bring that, but you don't, yeah, he's definitely not a next no, time around I, guy. I, I'd like, I'd like to get Sandman again. You know, I, 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 the Thomas Hayden Church, that wasn't his fault that he got crammed into a movie with Venom. I but. actually think a Sandman would be fascinating to mix with a Mysterio because it's like, oh, you're just gonna do this again, and yeah. then it's the real Sandman punching Peter in the face, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, you know, one of the fundamentals of of Spider-Man comics, Rob, is always his his friends and family and his family's usually only aunt may as, as is the case how did you think they were utilized let's start with the happy and may storyline what did you think of that uh i thought it was very sweet yeah i liked it it's neat giving him a uh, a father figure again mm-hmm. to a certain extent now it's, it's a little weird because he's dating his aunt or he's going to be dating his aunt yeah. or, or, um, or like thought he was dating his aunt but it was more of a fling and i i thought that was very funny just the fact that they're not on the same page with what this means yeah. Um, as far as his friends, probably for me, the weakest point of the movie. And again, I liked it a lot. And this is just nitpicking was the Ned stuff with oh. Betty. OK. It's I, like, hey, babe. Hey, babe. What's up, babe? Yeah. I don't know, babe. It's like, yeah, that got kind of sickening after two minutes. Sure. I, I maybe thought, that was maybe that was the point. But I, I'm yeah, like, I think yeah. I think that was the point, and it was funny because it was unexpected. Of course, anybody who read the comics isn't surprised to see Ned Leeds and Betty Brant end up together. So I'm just waiting, and I said this earlier in the episode in a different form. But uh, I'm waiting for this Ned to be framed as the Hobgoblin. I think that uh, if they're going to follow the comics, at some point we're going to see him stuffed into a Hobgoblin suit. Yeah, but, more, they should call him the Great Pumpkin because that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I like that. But I I thought it was fun, but yeah, I mean it, it's definitely silly. It's certainly stuff that didn't need to be there, but it did make me laugh. And I thought uh I, I like the advent of Ned, because this Ned is from later comics. I mean, he's inspired by a different character from what I understand. And he, well, he I think it's ultimate universe stuff, yeah, right? It, it, I thought he was the so in the Miles Morales one that I had yeah, read, there's it. a Ned Cho that is straight up this, this Ned. guy. So he's the Miles Ned, just happens to be named Ned Leeds here. Yeah. So I think it's funny that Peter has this friend and uh, I, I don't. I think it works well. Just never would have imagined him with Betty. And I think that the actress that they have play Betty is kind of perfect for this, you know, sort of younger high school interpretation of her. I love the morning announcements, as we talked about earlier. Just that, that that's funny. what she does. As uh, <clears throat> someone who did the morning announcements in high school, which I have not mentioned previously, wow! I very much appreciate the level of skill that goes into their announcements. So you were you were always setting up for to have your own podcast. Yes, I just yeah. didn't know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, people did not enjoy it much, like my own. Welcome podcast. to the morning announcements. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much what it was. What do you think about, we talked about this already in the episode, and they've at least done a little bit of fan service with the nod of, yes, 
this girl that he likes is MJ, but she's not Mary Jane Watson. Her name's Michelle, whatever her last name is. Michelle uh, Jones you, Watsman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelle Jones Night Watchman. Uh, do, do you feel, well, let me start first. Do you feel that they did a decent enough job of separating her from that character? Well, in the first film, it was, again, they kind of drop it at yeah. the end, even though there's no secrets anymore. Every time they say, hey, is this is this actor playing this character? No, they're definitely not playing them. They always are playing them 100%. It's true, yeah. But that's just the thing. No, Benedict but, Cumberbatch is not con. He's a guy that's called yeah. not con. Yeah, exactly. Con artist. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they do. But um, no, so I mean, the first film, she didn't do much. And here in the trailers... You know, she's like, yeah, you're Spider-Man. I know. I totally, obviously, you're Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, she's just going to be this smart-ass chick for, yeah. uh, like she was in the last film. Why would he like her? <laughs> and in here, they really, to me, really fleshed her out. To By the end of it, I'm like, oh, wow, I really, I like them together. I can see the chemistry and all that stuff. So I think, yeah, I think they've done a really good job. And credit to her. She's the actor. Yeah. Um, her performance was great. And that thing where, he, where they flew at the end, where he, he took her swinging, was the first time they've ever done that realistically. Because that wouldn't be really fun. That would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's it's like, oh, yeah, this is fun. No, this is the opposite of fun. It's I can not see romantic why... and sweet. Yeah. No, it's terrifying. I can see why Peter thinks it's fun to do as the guy who can do all those things. Because if you slip, you're going to be all right. But let's be honest. Peter doesn't have a good track record with girlfriends who fall from heights and that, he try, that he tries to save with his webs. Hey, hey. Well, too soon. Too yeah, soon. you're right. No, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take that back. I'm sorry, Peter. Over 40 years. Too soon. <laughs> um, I was also, when you guys were talking about it, I was thinking maybe the reason that they use that uh, Betty and Ned relationship was to kind of create a contrast for the Peter and MJ relationship. Because if we only saw one version of a teenage love, you'd be like, ugh, this is just an obnoxious teenage love. But the f fact that they showed the two versions, the one where it's like, no, we're now serious yeah. adults who are fully committed. And, and the other one where it's like, uh, do you want ice cream? <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that they That's showed what, that they point. showed a way more obnoxious version of high school uh, boyfriend-girlfriend helped this one seem like really sweet, I, I think. Yeah, the fact that Ned and Betty had a conscious uncoupling as it were i i think was actually really funny because i and you know i feel like they might get together again and that's really what people are talking about at the end of this movie <laughs> that they want to see ned and betty get back together uh let's we can talk more about some of the other parts of the movie let's talk about the mid-credits scene that because you referenced it already i thought that was a fun ending where after the web swinging she's like i'm never doing that again i really thought that was the end i'm like oh that's really funny and then we get sort of the big setup for whatever the next spider-man movie will be we see the revelation of of Peter Parker by Sp Spider-Man can never go home. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. exactly. And also what I, cause I, I had mentioned that Zia and I saw a press screening of this. And so for a week, all I wanted to talk about was the fact that J.K. Simmons was playing J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. But of course I, this like kind of the one thing you really <laughs> can't talk about. What did you think about that reveal of Jonah, but also kind of setting up this Peter's personal, not personal identity, secret identity being revealed. Well, I'd heard that everyone, the reviews, are, and by the way, everyone's gotten really good about doing on online anyway, about doing non-spoiler reviews. And they just said the, the mid credit sequence is maybe the best they've ever done. Right. It's certainly one of the most important. And it's going to, it's going to, it changes everything. It changes. So I knew something big was going to happen. Right. I had no idea they got J.K. Simmons, which was, A, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, 
However, here's my question. Did he not have the wig because A, he just didn't want to do it again, or B, they have to differentiate this Jay Jonah from the previous Jay Jonah he played because stupid people will think they're in the same universe? I think there's a couple of reasons. One, it could be stupid people think it's the same universe. It could be as simple as the production design from the first movie, you know, created that look, even though, of course, oh. it is the classic look. I think what I liked, and I said this earlier, too, that they reimagined him as kind of a, a more modern kind of figure, you know, he really is like the Alex Jones Infowars version of J. Jonah sure. Jameson. And, you know, he, and look, you know, if you spout out a hundred conspiracy theories, Jonah, probably two of them are actually going to be real, you know? So, it could also yeah. be that, like, at the age that he's at now, J.K. Simmons, when he puts on, like, a wig, it looks like a wig. You yeah. know, like, you hit a certain that's age true. where it's sure. clearly apparent that, oh, well, that's definitely not your hair. So it's like, they were probably just like, Let's just go without it because it's really not the most important part. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about uh, Peter being outed as Spider-Man by, well, by Quentin, did, possibly from the grave? It did its job. It shocked me. But I don't, you know, I don't know what they're going to do now. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how, what the, how they're going to look. I'm intrigued because I have no idea where they're going to go with this. Yeah. I think it's a, obviously it's a game changer. Um, but keep in mind, last time in the comics when he was his uh, when he outed himself during the original Civil War, that ended up getting bookended by One More Day, which is yeah. consistently voted by comic book fans as the worst Spider-Man story of all time. I don't agree, but I see why most people hate it. Yeah, I mean, I have – so to be fair, I haven't read it, but I've read what that story is, and that's why I haven't read it because I'm like I'm not interested sure. in that. I did read the original Civil War. What is what is the – for those of us that don't know. So, oh. yeah, yeah, Jeff knows, but for the listeners. Yeah, for other people who are in one, one, in one more day, so Spider-Man was outed and, and Aunt May ended up subsequently getting shot and a bunch of other horrible things happened. And then Mephi I don't remember the setup, but Mephisto, who's essentially kind of the devil yeah. in the Marvel Universe, comic book universe, made him a deal. And the deal was that he would bring Aunt May back to life and give him back his anonymity and private secret identity. However, he had to lose his relationship with Mary Jane and they would never have been married. So that's the deal he took and basically it was a way to retcon or reboot the series to Peter single. He's not married. And they've done that repeatedly in different forms because whenever Peter is doing well and he's got a super hot supermodel wife and everything's going good and he's making money sales for the books would take a downturn. Which I, 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 I doubt that his private life was always the reason. I think just books, yeah, you know, it was, as time it was, goes oh, by, the big reason. Yeah, they're just going to sell worse because people don't buy comic books anymore. Yeah. But there's also just kind of some of the thinking for me was that, I, I don't know, I mean, I guess at a certain point you, you've done it too long, but I, I think I talked about this on, on the podcast. So, yeah, I think I did, I, actually. I recently, within the last year, I, I reread, well, I read for the first time the original Hobgoblin stories. And so that's Amazing Spider-Man 238 through 250. I started reading at 254. It was something that I kind of always wanted to read. And I was just in awe how good they were. They were so well written. These were great stories. And anything that I read, even a few years later, I just was like, well, you know, the Todd McFarlane stuff was mostly about the visuals. And the Eric Larson stuff was about trying to look like Todd McFarlane drew it. And, the, you know, and then the Venom and Carnage. And, you know, I gave up on Spidey long before I gave up on the X-Men and, and some other books. And it it's just, uh, to point 
that I'm trying to make is you just need to tell good stories. And I, look, when you get to issue 800 of anything, sure, you can feel like you've told a lot of stories. But there's still always room. You can always have a different take on stuff. And I don't know. I personally will always think of Peter as still married to Mary Jane. And Aunt May never knew that he was Spider-Man. And, you know, sure, she can die. She's old. It's okay. On a psychological level, like if you're somebody who's reading this book and you're super connected to the character, though, to Rob's point, if you read and then everything's copacetic, you feel like you can walk away. You can be like, oh, he's okay. Everything's okay. I can walk away and we're going to be all right. But if everything is like in upheaval, you don't feel like you can walk away from this character because you're like, oh, no, he's going through some time. I need to like see see this through. That's part of it. What Jeff just said, what you nailed it. But what they the bigger issue and this is what they claimed was when Peter had a hot wife and was making money, had a good job, was fairly you know respected among his peer group and his colleagues. Well, this is you got to go back 20 years. Yeah. Everybody wasn't reading comic books. Comic nerds were reading comic books and nerds, single nerds, never kissed a girl, couldn't relate to him anymore. Yeah. And that's what they determined. So they had to make him a loser. Now, to be fair, I had kissed Mary Jane Watson in that I had picked up my comic book and totally made out with a picture of her. So I knew what it was like. I could really relate to Spidey on that level. So that's probably different. But you're absolutely right. Look, they had comic book nerds, but by the year 2000, they had completely lost me. And that was maybe a little bit about the content and a little about, I don't know, me being a grown up and spending my money on alcohol and women. But... That's still, you know, look, if they'd been telling amazing stories, no pun intended, or spectacular stories or web of stories or Marvel team up stories. Yeah, now I'm just trying to hard. I, I could have stuck around for a little bit longer. But I think to bring it back to the movie ending in this way where it's like, oh, look, you thought everything was good for Peter. Look, he was happy for like a minute. Yeah, it's going to be a disaster for him. I think that's the most Spider-Man ending that, that you could possibly get. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I think you're right. I, 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 he's screwed. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the actual end credit scene now, which uh, I thought was a was a look for as a reveal and a surprise go. I think it was cool to see that uh, we had scrolls the whole movie as both Maria Hill and Nick Fury. What did you think of that reveal when you saw it? Well, I'm intrigued when I fought, saw the scrolls. I'm like, because I didn't like I don't like. That was one of my beefs with Captain Marvel. I don't like good scrolls. Right. So that's just weird to me. So that was like, okay, but they're tying it into the film, so that's always good. Um, but I'm intrigued as to where Nick Fury is exactly and what he's doing and why he's doing it. One of the and, reasons- how, and how big is how relevant is that going to be uh, to Phase Four? One of the reasons I'm bummed the scrolls are good is because one of my favorite little scroll stories is when they capture Deadpool and then they try to clone him. And then all these scrolls come out with these like regenerative powers. And he's like, yeah, cool, cool. And then they all like explode because they don't have his cancer and you can't <laughs> duplicate his powers. And well, I didn't like, know that. That's cool. Where's that story? It's, uh, it's from like a Deadpool collection thing. Oh, I have. cool. I, I'm, I'm going to offer to myself to borrow that because I would love yep. to read that. And There's another part where he's getting captured by a zombie king so that they can continue to eat his arm because it will just grow back again. <laughs> 
I mean, look, Deadpool has destroyed the Marvel Universe, so I, I like the uh, the way that they include him. Yeah, look, I think that the reveal is kind of cool in the moment, and then it makes you think about a few things during the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is a little weird that Nick Fury said never invoke Captain Marvel's name. And, sure. you know, he and Maria were making small talk about Krull's, uh, Kree sleeper cells, not Krull. Uh, no one was talking about Krull. <laughs> no one had talked Krull, about Krull. Man. That's would have been the best movie ever. <laughs> I do love Crawl. I, I saw that in the theater. I, well, I saw. Well, Jeff and I saw the Riff Tracks version in the theater, so that's I, basically the I same think, thing. I don't remember for sure, but I may have fallen asleep for like a brief moment during that. It's not impossible. <laughs> and but, also, it would be amazing if uh, Spider Man started using that. Like, what, what was it called? The like the glaive. Yeah, yeah, the blade thing. It was like a battleist or whatever. The glaive. Yeah. Glaive. Yes. Glaive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look, I agree. And as we're talking, we're just a, a couple days away from a big Marvel panel at Comic-Con where it's expected that they're going to unveil what's coming up for Phase 4. My theory continues to be that they're going to save their big news for D23, the Disney convention. Uh, I seem to be in the minority on that. But the only reason I say it here is if because I'm right Next week, when we do our wrap-up of Comic-Con, I'm going to play this clip and say how smart I was. And if I'm wrong, we'll never speak of this again. There you go. So, anyway, Rob, uh, what are some final thoughts on this movie and sort of this iteration, the Tom Holland Spider-Man? I think it's the best Spider-Man ever, pound for pound. Uh, I like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Um, Andrew Garfield, I didn't like his two movies much, but I thought his Spider-Man was probably better than Maguire's. But I think Holland is beats he, he's he's tops for both categories, both Parker and Spider. I think he's great, and the fact that he's a kid. Yeah, for once. yeah, that's the thing that I like the most is that they actually got have him in high school, and I do think he's the right balance of Peter and Spidey. What I always say about Andrew Garfield is I just loved the chemistry between Peter and Gwen Stacy, so I probably looked past a lot of the shortcomings of uh, those films. But uh, I look when they were both Spider-Man, I did like them. You know, I thought that they both had an interesting take on it, but I, it, it's hard not to think about Tom Holland and be like, yeah, he's, he's really nailed this iteration of Spider-Man. I'd love to see them keep him around for a little while so we can see him kind of be the next level of Spider-Man, you know, when he's in college and drops out of grad, grad school and breaks Aunt May's heart. You know, I want to see all that, all that pain and suffering on the big screen. Well, you've heard some of the theories, you guys, I assume, of who's buying Avengers Tower. Uh, Norman Osborn is one that we've heard, for sure. I've heard that one. Yeah. Um, another one is Reed Richards. Yeah, that Have it's going to be the Baxter building. Yeah, yeah. That there was like a uh, there was a billboard that had in the film yeah, that had like one, two, about. three. Yeah. I, I think either one of those I think is the Norman Osborn is more likely because yeah, from my so understanding, um, they were actually going to have Oscorp building from either the Amazing Spider-Mans or something in Avengers. Um, Avengers or some somewhere like that, and then they just didn't get the renderings from Amazing Spider-Man or whatever it was in time to incorporate it in oh, New wow. York. But they very much wanted to have Osborne's tower as part of like the MCU proper. Oh, cool. I well, think Osborne is going to be the new Thanos. I think they're going to—he's going to be the one they all have to rally around or, or, or oppose, you know, rally together to oppose eventually. I, I think that would be interesting. I do think that we're due to finally get the Green Goblin again. I mean, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think but I who's think a better. I'm sorry, but who's yeah. a better big baddie in that situation? Norman Osborn what, or Doom? 
Doom. Doom, I think see, I think Doom Good you kind of you build more to Doom. I think that maybe Osborne would be kind of a stepping stone to mm. Doom. But I think you won't get Doom for a little while. I think the next Spider-Man movie could definitely have Norman Osborne in it. I think we could get a Green Goblin. Uh but I mean I mean they were they were planning on having him in the Andrew Garfield series of films if they had done another one because, I mean, they cast Chris Cooper as him, you know, just we don't actually see his face, but I mean, you don't you don't hire Chris Cooper just to do a vocal cameo, you know, so like there was clearly a plan there, and uh, I I know, I think, I think that we'll see him, but I don't know that the next movie will be about him, and well, that's why it's fun to just uh, theorize and hypothesize Well, isn't the theory that he's going to step in like the new Tony Stark? He's going to be this great benevolent guy who, you know, helps a lot of charities and helps rebuild all the destruction left from Thanos and blah, 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 by secretly, you know, building a a massive power for himself. Well, I guess I guess what we'll have to say is, Rob, we're going to see. We'll see what happens. Jeff's right. Doom is better. I love Doom. I I think I think we got to hold off on Doom for just a little while. Maybe we'll get a, a hint of him. I think that they built up Thanos really well, even though he didn't look consistent from his first appearance through when we actually got to know him. But that's besides the point. But again, I think you made a great point. The same way that Loki and the and some of those other guys started introducing more cosmic threats. Yeah. You can kind of have it come back full circle where it's like, yeah, local threats from earth that are actually like emanating outward in terms of danger right because everything else has been focused we got to protect earth from all the other things that might come in so now it's like well what's already here that we need to protect everything else from yeah well that's a great point and i guess uh, rob we'll have to talk about now we don't have any more marvel movies uh, coming out for until next year, believe it or not. We're actually going to have a little... Believe it or not, they're not here. <laughs> yeah, there's. I guess technically... Where's that remake? The uh, the great... What is Greatest, greatest American, American Hero? Hero? Yeah, I think we're ready for that. Why don't they bring him into the MCU? These are all things that we need to see. But, uh, Rob, I know in a very near episode, I, I've uh, been putting off for far too long. We need to have a conversation about the... End of the Road Tour by the uh, rock group Kiss. It's, uh, I, I try to only do a Kiss episode about once a year. But, Rob, I think we're due. So I know I'll, I'll be able to get you back for that. And I don't know if you're able to put in a word with uh, Gene Simmons. Maybe we can get him to uh, come back for that episode as well. I wonder. Bing. <laughs> we'll have to see. Anyway, Rob, if uh, people want to follow you on Twitter, it's at RJ Lorich. Is that correct? At our Lorich, oh, I think. Yeah, I just I forget right. there's no J. Someone else had that. Right. But then, and then on, RJ uh, Photo Picks is my Instagram. Yes, that's the one. That's where I got the J from. <laughs> anyway. I've gotten I've gotten Damn lazy. Brother. I'm still posting pictures from my last Japan trip as I'm two months away from returning to Japan. Oh, I didn't know you were going back. Yeah, somebody asked me, he's like, is Rob Lorich in, in Japan again? I'm like, no, those are pictures from like a year ago. Uh, and hopefully in three years I'll be living there. That's the plan. Wow. Well, nice. obviously keep your eyes peeled on the TV because uh, I don't know even if you know this, but we shared on the Blackcast the video that you sent of Will Sterling's now ex-wife oh, that was on the infomercial. And he knew about that infomercial because it obviously aired here in the U.S. He did not know that it had been dubbed into Japanese, though. <laughs> and the visual was definitely lost a little bit uh, but uh, we we all had fun watching it in the studio two, so. i'm 2 a.m on the other side of the world in a foreign country and that i look up and that's what i saw that was bizarre man that that definitely was but uh, rob we always appreciate it thanks for giving us some uh, spidey insights and also thank you for helping us 
set what now has to be the unbeatable record of longest black cast ever. Until I mean, Until Zack Snyder directs an episode. <laughs> the Zack Snyder yeah. cut of the black cast is going to be... Release the Snyder cut! <laughs> well, it's going to be called Martha. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're almost at two hours and 50 minutes now. I, I think for the love of God, we should never try and break this record. But I say that now... Only so that this clip could be included in the episode where we break it with our three hour and 45 minutes of uh, when, just the black. When there's a, a fifth iteration of Spider Man and yeah. Felix is talking about Spider Man oh, too. The Felix Black Cast. Felix is, will be playing Spider Man. I, I hope so. Look, Felix will do a much better black cast than I do, that's for sure. Anyway, Rob. Daddy, want, Daddy wants that spider cash. <laughs> I, do, I do want that spider cash. Anyway, Rob, thank you. And I know we will uh, always talk to you soon. And then we'll keep in touch on Twitter. There's always fun things to talk about. Jeff, you're right. You've been here for this whole marathon yeah. of all. I, you just Is this a cry for help? Do mm. you need to be somewhere else and you just don't want to go? Um, Am I, I keeping you from rehab? What I need you to do is change this into a visual medium so that people can see me blinking in Moore's code <laughs> that I'm being held against my will. <laughs> well, Jeff, obviously everyone should follow you on Twitter and Instagram at Shift Array, right? There's so much oh, to see. Oh, my God. Yes, you should. <laughs> so much it, it's, it's pretty much the most content that's ever been put on the internet. The best content. <laughs> now, obviously what everyone will want to be talking about next week is all this news that comes out of Comic-Con, and we will try and break that down next week. Our friend Zia, who is a essentially a member of the Black Cast. Now, she's down there right now, so uh, hopefully she'll be able to give us an uh, in-person report. Uh, Rob, Zia got to interview Jim Starlin while she was down there. It was a short really? interview, but yeah, she, so he was uh, he was making the rounds. And, Very cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I just realized something that has to happen soon. What's that? Coltrane's Corner with Zia. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that that's that's in the plans. <laughs> that might be that might be like a Black Cast three hundred and fifty or something. Gotcha. But uh, she would probably out Coltrane, Coltrane. <laughs> uh, but uh, also because we set the record in this episode in a couple weeks. I am going to post the previous record holder that we referenced earlier. Blackcast number 60 will come up as a Blackcast classic, and it is a classic. I listened to the first three minutes, and uh, Bujenski was making me laugh so hard when he was talking about something that I was like, oh, I should share this with the people. Wait, what number is this? What Blackcast is this? Good question, Rob. 69. Th no, it is not. <laughs> I believe that this one is 335. Holy shit! Yeah, it's too many, right? Is that what you? You were gotta say? be, you gotta be rich. How much, ma how much money are you raking in? Uh, At least a million an episode. I've, uh, that's yeah, what I'm that's negotiated. Sweet. Yeah, I've made 335 <laughs> episodes off of these episodes. So that sounds like a high amount of of income. So clearly, uh, but anyway, that is it for this. Thank you so much to, of course, Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. Zia Anderson at Zia underscore land and my friend Brad Morin, who uh, has the Cast Dice podcast and me, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. If you like talking Marvel and if you don't, I don't know why you're still here. You can catch me Thursdays at 1 Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network Marvel Movie News, Sundays at 9 p.m. Pacific on AfterBuzz TV's Marvel TV Weekly. That's all the time we have for now, but we will see you, or really not see you. I say this every week, and I was just thinking about it. We don't see you except for like four times ever. In our mind's eye. Yeah, in our mind's eye. We will see you next time on the podcast. Bongo la, bongo cha cha cha, parlami del Sud America. Quello che... Dicono laggiù 
Forse fantasia e nulla più. So that also explains a lot. <laughs> that I wanted to be pegged. That you wanted to be pegged, yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's now recorded. Zia, we all have <laughs> things that we each want to try just once, don't we? What? What? I'm just what? saying. No, we all do. That's terrifying. We do. It's all right, so that we'll have to leave. Square peg in a round hole comes from. That's right. Oh my god. Right. A dildo and a boy's butt. Now hole. that's the only thing oh, I'm going to be able to think about. That's going to be the thing at the end of the show. I'm saying that. <laughs> just you saying that, though. No it's context. It's fine. It's fine. And also, you know what I'm going to say after? Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Welcome to the Black Cast. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Gone, but not forgotten. Welcome to the Black Cast. How do you feel that we managed to get two hours and 16 minutes of Black Cast in here? Uh, it definitely feels like the amount of things I crammed <laughs> in my asshole last night. You guys are. We're doing, doing our Marvel? show in here, yeah. Thanks for coming twice this week. Oh! Wait, wait, wait! Did you, hey, get that? Did you get that on the mic? He came twice this week. Wait. Um, um, I'd like my shirt back. I'm guessing more than twice. Dumb question, Jeff. Oh, do I sound all right to you guys? You That's not a dumb good. question. Does it sound all right? I sound like I might be far away, or is this all right? You sound fine in my headphones. Okay, it's probably the headphones. So, Jeff, dumb question. Have you seen Spider-Man: Far From Home? Uh, yes, I have seen it. Great, because now here we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. We're setting a record for the longest black cast. And about, not about, at two minutes and 15 seconds, we're going hit to hit that. So Jeff and I are going to interrupt you. And we'll probably be pretty obnoxious about it. So okay, I cool. wanted to inform you of the bit <laughs> before it That's actually fine. happened. It was fun, guys. Yeah, look, at Jeff was here this time. I know, right? I know, it's exciting. It doesn't feel like you in a closet. <laughs> well, well uh, I am never coming out of the closet, so hmm. you're just well, going to have to Is this just... just easier for you to piece these together with everybody now? Yeah, a lot of times. Well, usually what I do is I do so many episodes for these movies that I just, like, I know that I'm going to talk to you for, like, an hour about Endgame. And if I was doing multiple episodes, I easily could have stretched this out to just talking about Spider-Man for an hour. But I, I figured, like, let's just focus on the movie and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, it, it is easier to kind of edit together some different uh, parts. But I don't, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> sure, close enough.